Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Time now for the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. On a Friday, it's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN with Brad Thompson and Anthony Stalter. Whoa! What the hell happened here? Who is uh, who's that guy running the board over here? Who's that? <laughs> Shorter hair, <laughs> turtleneck threw me off a little bit. Solid mustache, handsome as ever. I mean, dapper. Marsh, what happened? I got a haircut, Anthony. What? Why? You were growing out the the locks. It was time. Wow. Time to chop it all off. I mean, it looks good. Thank you. You kept the stash, huh? I did keep the stash. Marble man strategy. himself. What made you keep the stash? You went with everything else clean cut. Now, I will say, with the denim jacket yeah. and the turtleneck, I mean, hot damn, this plays. Uh, yeah. I think it was uh, Rocchio in the office and yeah. you look like an 80s villain. I do, I'll yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Like in a ski resort, that's what he said. Oh, for, I could see it. Yeah, I could yeah, see yeah. it. Like just came off the slopes, murdered too. Oh yeah, and yeah. Uh, coming in for a nice cocktail. Yes. Yeah. I was thinking. I, I'm thinking of like the Isotoner Black Gloves Definitely that he used those. as well. For sure. I won't say the obvious joke on that one. Let's just keep it with the uh, the '80s villain. Your reference is lost on me. Yeah. So yeah, if off the, the glove doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So he comes off the slopes, just killed two people. Whack. He's a narcissist. Yeah, walked him hard. Yep, hmm. Then walks right into, right into the, the the little log cabin and acts like no, just charms everybody. Well, I think they do. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be an effective killer like Marshy, we've turned him into. I think mm-hmm. that you have to do that. Yeah. I actually just watched a movie on Netflix, Anthony, called The Killer, and it's about a contract killer. Is it good? Yeah, yeah, it's decent. Yeah, yeah. I saw it. I saw it I in have the. Too much time on my hands, Anthony. No, you're fine, Brad. Yeah, yeah, you're. <laughs> You're good. You get a lot of stuff done. Pretty bored. You're waiting for these Cardinals to make a move. I know they're going to make a move in January, like every other team. Did you hear the news about Yamamoto? What? No, no news yet. Yeah, okay. No news. Mm. Golfing with Newt, though. Like that. When does he accept the deal to the Cardinals? So he posts on Monday, right? Yeah. I think so. Cool 20 mil. On Monday. No 20, big deal. 20 mil what? Just a post, oh, right? Oh, yeah. That's nothing. Yeah. that's uh, They've actually changed that over the years because the posting fee used to be like a, a like even heftier percentage. Mm. So $20 million to get the guy that you want. Right. I mean, that's basically free, Anthony. A lot of these owners have that in their couch cushions, Brad. Yeah. No, I would agree. Yeah. Well, and they were at Emo's the other day, too, apparently. Did see that. Yeah. I did see that picture. They were at Emo's. My, yeah. my well, favorite part, yeah. Marshy, of that picture was reading the comments. Oh, yeah. And having sure. everybody fighting each other. It's like, yeah, that's great. And then others like, it's a Photoshop. Yeah. And yeah. Like, really? <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> they're in their uniforms. They're in their Japan uniforms. At but they're, at, but they're at Emo's. It's a Photoshop. That's really? <laughs> 
is it? Really? That's incredible. I'll tell you what's not incredible. The Blues' performance last night. Absolutely oh, tragic. Photoshop that. Holy smokes. Just when you think you're out. <laughs> I mean, can we start here? That's that's unacceptable against that team. No, it's that's stupid. I know that's it so happens, stupid. Brad. I know if you just simply swap the avalanche the avalanche win with the Sharks loss. It's a wash. It's fine. Yeah. But you you beat the Avs sure badly. Did. Scored eight against them, right? You certainly did. You've been putting up goals left and right. Left and right. And starting fast. Well, did it take was it over nine minutes for the Blues to get their first shot on goal? That was terrible. Night? It's not great. No. It's not how you draw it up. Not at all. Here's the way that I look at this right now, okay? Because we are we are prisoners of the moment. Although if you want to overreact, go for it. You should send us a mic drop. I think that'd be great. Overreacting. Over oh, what it's we over, saw. Overreacting Friday. He's, Unless you're a Bengals fan, you're probably reacting perfectly. He's probably fine. He looked pretty good on the sidelines. Nope. We'll get into Joe Burrow a little bit later yeah. as he tried to feign throw a football and it dropped out of his hands. Ooh. Not great. Nope. Not great. Um, but yeah, you can overreact and you can send us a mic drop. You can always text us into the show at the number that I don't have off the top of my head. 314-399-996. There's a six in there. Yeah. yeah. 314-399-9646. I'm going to get that in front of me right yep. now. You got it. Yeah. But... Um, we do this all the time. And I guess this is the nature of like fandom mm-hmm. is you see something bad and then just we, we react to it. Why, why can't we take the good five out of six you won? You scored a bunch. That's a clunker. Here's what I think, Anthony, about well-coached teams. Well-coached teams don't have two of those in a row. Mm-hmm. So if you see that again, then okay, I'm, I'm concerned. But sometimes you're going to go on the road and have a clunker. Now, I think that we could probably get into a little bit later maybe – why is this team so crappy on the road? They've won two road games. They've been bad. And mm-hmm. one of those games was that beatdown of Colorado, which was cool. Yeah. Are you a Colorado or Colorado? We've talked about I say this. Colorado. Colorado. I'm a Rado. I'm a You're Colorado. Okay. Like El Colorado. Dorado or El Dorado? No, it's totally El Dorado. That's stupid. But Colorado. <laughs> Colorado Rockies. That's like saying off tin, but soft in. Or soft tin, but off in. Well, it's often and often. Soften. I've never heard anyone say often. 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 So yeah. is it soften or soften? Soften. Oh, yeah, it is soften. You put the T in there. No, no, there's no T. No, it's it's fabric softener. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say, I'll hang up and listen. But just saying. Even saying that, that threw me off a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah, we, we do this a lot. We overreact to the one game. Are you concerned? That's because it's the Sharks. Okay, they were due. That's Tell me this game. team wasn't due. They had won two well, games. It was a trap game. It was your it Sharks. Was a trap game. It's not my Sharks. I, I meant to leave with the congratulations. We're all down a... in the dumps about the Blues losing, but you're happy. I'm not a, I'm not a Sharks fan. Okay. I've been pretty consistent. I've been pretty consistent about this. this all right? Guy, but losing the Sharks like that, it's like losing the A's. I know the A's won some games last year, but that was a minor league team that they put together. Yeah. This Sharks team is the equivalent of that. Ironically, also they've from got, the Bay Area for now. Teams that are players that are getting paid real money. Yeah. So it's a professional team. That team can Ish. beat you. Mm-hmm. And they did. And you were abysmal. Do you think that there is such a thing? I, I told you I'm a little bored right now. 
have had a little bit more time to like watch Netflix and Prime and Hulu. But just pick your streaming oh, service. Yeah. I've watched some Apple. of these things. They're like, oh yes, uh, I like Apple. I like Apple. Uh, but there's like a lot of like time travel. I, I watch this show called mm. The Umbrella Academy, where they just bounce, oh, like, great show, play. awesome, great really show. good show. Not into time travel. I feel like it gets uh, well. Guess what? The storylines start to get mixed up, and I I lose interest. Well, the Blues are into time tra- travel because apparently mm. flying to the West Coast turned them into last year's defense. Wow, that's the the Ooh. weird thing that happened to them. They hit that space-time continuum, mm-hmm. I think it is, and then all of a sudden they reverted back to defensively what they were a year ago. Was Hofer good? No. Not really. No. No. Was the defense the, in front of them good? Not really. No. really bad. Like, so, but that has been better. All those things have been better, so let's not see it again. You're going big picture on us here. You Try lost him. You lost the two-win sharks. Yeah, three-win sharks. Three-win sharks now. Yeah. It beats you like a drum. Joel Hofer, not great. Allowed four four goals and 21 shots. Chiefs saw enough early in the second period, decided him to, uh, did, decided to give him a hook. Good so for that's, him. That's nice. Jordan Bennington's been playing his ass off, got a nice night off. Nope, you're in. It's not all on Hofer. As you mentioned, sloppy, sloppy play in front of him. That apparently was a trap game. I will say this, though. Pavel Buchnevich did get me on the board for the first goal. First goal of the the game contest, so See? March and I are now late tied. Too. Late. It was late. Glad your better. priorities are straight, Anthony. So yes, that thank you. right there, though, what what you're talking about and you just reaffirming it, that is the beauty of betting on sports, okay? Because you might get your heart broken on one. <laughs> your team might get just stomped right. by good. San Jose. But if you hit some random bet that you threw out there of the first goal of the game for the Blues, being Booch, well, guess what you just did? You cashed in. Yeah. So you got a little cash in your pocket, and then you hope they bounce back. That It goes from, how could you lose to the Sharks, to, hey, you know what? Sharks were due. That's what that happens. If you If you wind up cashing a bet like that. You wind up saying, hey, you know it happens. Yes. We'll yes. get them next time. So uh, text in to the text line here, the 314-399-9646. Got it this time. Says the fact that the Blues didn't just lose to the Sharks but got wrecked leads me to believe that this was a one-off. And I, I would agree with that. Like You're just going to have games where it's like, boy, what happened? Is that, is that bad? But when you have a couple Real of those bad. in a row, that ends up being the issue. We all know this is a very slow start to the uh, to the year for the Blues. Things have gotten better here recently. We know how bad the power play was for a while. Racked up a couple of goals against Colorado, and that was good to see. And it is Colorado, and it is Nevada, not Nevada. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, somebody actually sent a text into the text line and said, Washington or Washington? Washington, but I think if you're from ah, here. a lot of people that say Warsh. Yep. Washington. Four, yeah. 44. Farty, that's Farty what it, Farty, Farty for, Warsh. Where is the the, the Warsh? Like uh, my my dad's side is from New York, and they mm-hmm. they 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 throw the R's in there. Yeah, Warsh. Yep. Yeah, like that's in there. Well, it's silent. The R is silent. The R is silent. Yeah. Is that what they call it? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, your blues stunk. The only thing could get worse is if you're also a Bengals fan. We'll tell mm-hmm. you why next in the fast lane on 101 ESPN. Yeah, well. Back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. As the crowd sees the replay, meanwhile, whoa, here's Burrow shaking his head after trying to throw on the sideline. You can tell. 
there's a problem. After he attempted that first throw, you see the recoil, the reaction there. Now he's headed back to the locker room. Uh, I, 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 you know, it's that screen grab that you saw yeah. earlier today. Yeah. It was nothing. Yeah. It was something. Yeah, I would say so. Al Michaels last night during the game, the Ravens win. You, you thought, well, losing Mark Andrews, Boy, that's going to be that's a tough blow. Early in the game, yes, so like the second first drive of the game, he goes down. But boy, that's a tough loss for the Ravens. The Bengals said, "Hold my beer." So I got one for you. Joe Burrow. Burrow suffered a torn ligament in his wrist. Will miss the remainder of the season. He done. That's a brutal injury to a guy that had rehabbed the previous injury, the calf injury. Yeah. Did not play well in the first couple of games. Clearly limited. Then that Arizona game, he he looked spry again. He looked like Joe Burrow. He had the mobility back. The Bengals got back in it only to lose to the Texans last week. And then last night to the Baltimore Ravens, and now you lose your quarterback for the year. Anthony, you are basically Nostradamus at this point because you said early in the season you didn't believe that Cincinnati was going to be a playoff team. Yeah. and I saw this coming, Brad. You knew that there was going to be some sort of an injury that was going to take their best player out of the mix. And I didn't say it, though, because that's just unprofessional. No, of course you're not going to put that evil out there. No. But when you know things in your heart, you know things in your heart, Anthony. So right. I guess congratulations on Joe Burrow's injury that led to him being out for the rest I, of the year, Anthony. Mm, good for you. I didn't like the you way know? you said that, Brad. Oh, well, it's neither to see. No, probably not. Mm. Boy, the Bengals are screwed now. So... so that's the crazy part. The, the, the AFC. AFC. Right. So is, now it's, it's the AFC big picture here. So, yeah, they, I believe that the Bengals have the toughest schedule, I think, in all of football down the stretch. Like, is that all? So, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Now, uh, I, I haven't heard yet, but I think that Zach Taylor will have a press conference soon saying, we will rally around Jake Browning. Is that who it is? <laughs> From. Washington. Fire up chips. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we played for Washington. Uh, but they, the thing is, like, is anybody really out of it right now in the AFC? Because everything's up in the air. Everybody's on their backup quarterbacks or rookie quarterbacks. Like, it is going to be a shootout. Yeah, you got your teams that you know are going to be there. Your Chiefs are going to be there. Dolphins are going to be right there, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in, in that mix. Although Jaguars should. Ravens. For sure. For sure. Baltimore, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, I mean... You have probably two spots on the back end of this that could really be anybody's in the AFC. You might have you might have four spots. Well, three spots because the, the the wild card has three. So you get the Dolphins, Ravens, Jaguars, Chiefs. Those are your division leaders right now. Yeah, and then you're going to have three wild card teams: Buffalo's five and five, Pittsburgh and Cleveland. They play each other this weekend, but they're both six and three. Houston's five and four. And the Raiders, your Raiders, are yeah. five and five. The Aiden O'Connell led Raiders. Raiders. Now, Anthony, you're very good at this. Why don't you go ahead and lay out the picture how the Raiders find themselves a playoff team after uh, letting go of their head coach? Go ahead and just because you were talking about this in the office, and you were pretty adamant that they have a very good chance of doing so. Oh go yeah, ahead, Anthony. Yeah, definitely. Well, now that they got a head coach that they like to play for, that's that's kind of good. Sure. No, they're not going to make the playoffs. Unfortunately, they got Miami this weekend, the Chiefs Jeez, next weekend, yeah. uh, the the greatest quarter. Quarterback known to man, Joshua Dobbs, and the Minnesota Vikings the following week. You still got to actually got to play the Chiefs twice. So the Raiders, not looking good. Good story, though. You know, they got rid of the guy that still wants to be in New England, apparently. Got rid of him and promoted Antonio Pierce, and maybe he'll hold on to the job this time. 
Because Rich Passaccia we'll couldn't do it. at some point, too. I'm sure we will. But, yeah, this is wide open though. now, Brad. This is wide open. So, I guess the question is, who do you who do you like as your wild card teams right now? If we eliminate the Bengals for obvious reasons, who are the three? I think the Browns are still in the mix. I think the Steelers are... Who, who, wins, who wins that division? The AFC North? Yeah. I say the Ravens. Okay, well, that's actually very easy. Yeah. Uh, I think that the Browns, with their defense, are still going to figure out a way to do it. They might. Sorry, Brad, but you're really wrong. No, that's fair, Janet, and I missed you a lot. Here's a question. Even though they lost to them a couple of weeks ago, the downtrodden Bills, do they benefit the most from Joe Burrow being out? or is there Or is there another team? No, look... The Bills, I forget where I was listening, but they, they had a conversation of like, what's more likely that the Bills wind up in the Super Bowl or they miss the playoffs mm-hmm. entirely? And this was before their last loss. And now, obviously, the the answer to that I think is a little bit easier. But the the Bills are still a talented team, are they not? I mean, or at least the, they should be a talented team. They've got talent on offense, and they've lost three of their best players defensively. A little bit old defensively. They're too. old. They're an older team overall. But yeah. you still have. So this is how good Josh Allen is, despite all the turnovers. Josh Allen can still rescue that team on his talent alone. You've got Stephon Diggs, and oh, there's you know his his brother was saying, oh, get him out of there, and all that. The the Bills right now are still a team that can hang 30 on you at, at at any given point, but they may have to outpace their defense. I don't think they're going anywhere if they get to the postseason, but I think they are the team outside of maybe Houston, which I would imagine, since they're playing a last-place schedule, their schedule is pretty light down the stretch here. Outside of Houston, I think Buffalo benefits the most with, with the Bengals being, being out. How confident are you right now with with the moves that they've made? They've fired Ken Dorsey. They, you know, the the Bills yeah. are are looking to try to turn a page, right? Mm-hmm. Are you confident that they are just going to go and take care of business against the Jets? Against the Jets, I do. Favorite yeah, but it's more about the Jets. It's one of those things. Like, am I confident in the Bills? Absolutely. Do I think the Bills are going to win by double digits? Absolutely. But that's because the Jets haven't scored a touchdown in two weeks. Two factor. Three though. weeks. That's like the shark factor. Maybe. It's like, boy, they've only won a couple games. Yeah. I don't think so, Brett. The Jets are one in fifteen or one in twelve or something like that in divisional road games since two thousand and twelve. That's a good stat. Not great no. at all. So I'm confident that the Bills will take take care of business against the Jets. Beyond that, though, Buffalo's got a lot of issues. But the AFC, like you said, it's wide open now. Does this Anthony feel like a year where there is more parity than we've had in a very long time? Yeah, like, because I, the I'm top just, teams are vulnerable. I think. I'm going through. We got our our one on one ESPN Pick'em Challenge against the Riz Show, which I mean we're crushing it. We're up two. Yeah, is that are. correct, Anthony? That's correct. Who was on the wrong side of history last night for Riz, the Riz Show? Riz and Rafe took the Bengals last night. I mean, total Riz and Rafe move. Totally. Look at them go. They put their team. They put their team in jeopardy once Does again. Did anybody ever do any advanced scouting and knew so. that Joe Burrow was wearing a glove on the bus and he had it on holding his iPad and nobody nobody saw that? How about that too? The NFL is going to do an investigation. That that's all you need, right? If you're the Bengals, like please investigate us, find us. We just lost our quarterback for the entire season. So stupid. There's nothing more you can do to us. Go for it. Look, here's the thing, and I I understand all of this is predicated upon gambling, which whatever, but we don't need to know everything. 
We need to know if Joe Burrow didn't practice. Like mm-hmm. the NFL gives us more information than any, any other, other league team, out yeah. there. I mean, it's like guy didn't practice, did practice. Hockey blah, blah, won't even give you what specific injury. They'll just say upper body. The guy could have uh, who knows. He could have been decapitated. <laughs> it's upper. <laughs> it's it's upper. the same thing. Like, is it what we saw? I'm like, can't tell you that. Yeah. No, could, sorry. So they give you a lot of information. I think that one's stupid. I, I could see being like upset about it if he was like limited at practice and nobody ever talked about it. But that yeah. was that was kind of a silly one. Yeah. I but agree. Either way, so we're 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 up a couple of games in the Pick'em Challenge. But going back to the idea of parity, Anthony, like I'm I'm looking at this week at all the games, and it just it's like there's yeah. not these dominant teams that are out there. You're looking at each game you're like oh, I don't know. I could see it going. One way or the other. I think there's a couple of factors in that. One, offense is down. Okay. Offense is down across the entire league. So you're you're getting a lot of close games. Last week, I think Jamie had the stat, didn't he, Marsh, where there was five, or maybe it was UBT, five games that were decided in, uh, like, walk-offs, yeah, I believe, last me. last week. Maybe it was Dan. A lot of close games. It might have been Dan. Dan's got Dan a lot of nuggets. The other day. So you got a lot of teams not you, you've got you've got league wide scoring issues. So every a lot of these games are close. A lot of these games are being decided in the final minutes. And the other factor I think is that the 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 league, the top of the league, they're, they're vulnerable. If you look at if you say the Eagles are the best team in the league, Jalen Hurts is banged up. You could tell he's playing hurt, and they don't feel like the same Eagles team as a year ago even though the roster, I think, is, is set. The Chiefs, defensively, they've been great, but offensively, they they have left a lot to be desired. The Dolphins haven't beaten a winning team yet. I don't think the Lions outside of Kansas City has beaten a, a winning team yet. So the top of the league, you look at it and say, ah, eh. And then when you start to trickle down, I think that's where it creates a lot of parity. Makes sense. Mostly the offense. Houston going to be a playoff team, Anthony? I think so, yes. I think so. Get him, CJ. CJ Stroud is playing. Is he is he a top five quarterback? I'm not talking about like all time and moving I forward. Understand. I'm talking about right now. Is CJ Stroud yes. a top five quarterback? Of course he is. I mean, look, look at the. I mean, if, if you're throwing out resumes and track yeah. records, just look no, at the just, stats. He's just top this five season. in everything. Yep. He's, he is second behind Sam Howell in yards in the league, and he's played one less game than, than Howell. Uh, his completion percentage off the charts. Is, and, it, uh, is it top five? It probably is top five. Oh, good because I just I said he's top five and everything. And I didn't want you to prove me wrong on your second stat. Yards yards per average eight point three. It's third behind Brock Purdy and Tua. Touchdowns. Let's see where he is on tutties. Uh, he's down a little bit with touchdowns. He's give me ninth. The per, give me the uh, touchdown interception ratio then, Anthony. Well, fifteen to five. That's pretty damn good. That's damn near three to one. QB QBR, which kind of a flimsy stat. He's uh, you know, I forget it. He's tenth. The guy's top 10 in damn near every category as a rookie. It's impressive. What is the draw to come to St. Louis if you're a free agent? You know, besides the free zoo and the toasted ravs and some of the stuff we always mention. you just sold it, Anthony. Maybe from a Cardinals perspective. Okay. What's the draw? We'll get into that next on 101 ESPN. The smartest way to do your homework is Warm weather means homework for homeowners. And if your homework means a new deck, then turn to the deck experts at Hackman Lumber. Browse the largest inventory of decking materials and deck accessories in Missouri at Hackman Lumber Company. Talk with their experts about treated lumber, cedar, timber tech, Trex, Envision, Azek, and decorators to find the best deck for you. Check out endless choices of railings, balusters, and LED deck lighting options. 
Hackman Lumber Company will not be undersold on in-stock decking materials guaranteed. You can choose to do it yourself with Hackman's expert advice, or they can recommend reputable contractors to do the work for you. Stop by and see Hackman's expanded paint department, too, with brushes, rollers, painter's tape, and four different lines of interior and exterior paint. Custom color match available. Visit Hackman Lumber's newly remodeled stores in St. Peter's and Pacific, or their showroom in Troy, Missouri. Hackman Lumber. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. The, the good thing is, is when you when we are a good team and you bring players in, they never want to leave because it is a great place to raise a family. And when you're bringing guys in at 28, 29, 30, they're looking for different things in their lives than they were at 19, 20, and 21. And so uh, our, our job is to to create that that uh, foundation that, you know, in a year or two or whenever we decide it's time to to start using our our, uh, our assets to acquire players, that we're going to acquire players that never want to leave. And... and that's what St. Louis does, though. It does grab you and keep you there. Like, I look at Alexander Steen that came to us. You know, Jay Bowmister that came to us. They re-sign. Uh, very few players really want to leave St. Louis. Uh, Paul Stastny just said he's, I think he's coming back. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a fabulous place to live. It's a fabulous place to, uh, to raise a family. It's a great sports town. So what we have to do is we have to build that foundation where good players want to come there and stay there. A little offended that Army didn't mention Jamie Rivers, who... Not from this country and decided to stay here, too. Yeah, had he had a little bit more time, I'm sure, I'm sure that he Jamie would have been brought up. Yeah, absolutely. So we, we played that clip because we wanted to have that carry over to the Cardinals. And if you talk about what is the draw to St. Louis if you're a free agent, well, Brad, you're from Vegas, as we know. Um, you don't live in Missouri, but you live close. And you decided to pay more taxes, Anthony. Yes, you do. Absolutely. You decided to stay. So I do think that is a draw. But if we're talking about, and maybe I'm just cynical on this, you, you Brad, sound cynical right now. I see it on your face. If if we're going to talk about like what is the draw to St. Louis if you're a free agent? Yeah, money, money, and an opportunity to win. All right, uh, I will. I will agree. I'll agree with both of those things. Okay, fair enough. Number one, next in, segment please. in free agency coming up next. Um, in free agency, it's going to be about cash. We talked about this uh, a couple of days ago. There, there is no such thing as a hometown discount anymore. There right. is not a baseball heaven discount. You're not going to get that in free agency. There are too many teams that have money, have needs, and which, by the way, are good destinations. You look at all these teams that need starting pitching, Anthony. You look at the the 
the Dodgers want starting pitching. The Giants, both teams in New York are, are looking for starters. Atlanta, who has a very good ball club, needs starting pitching. Like there is going to be plenty of, of competition yeah. when Houston. it comes down. Yeah, for sure. But when it, when it comes down to to landing that guy, so and I agree with the chance to win. I mean, we'll get into that in, in a second. But outside of those two things, realistically, if you are selling the Cardinals, Anthony. What are some of your go-tos, or, or or what are you? How are you laying it out there aside from the money? Let's say the money is equal to mm-hmm. everybody else. What are you selling with the organization? I'm selling two things that would seemingly contradict themselves, but when when I'm if I'm talking to so like Brad, you're a free agent, okay. right? And we're yeah, we're really good. we're really interested. In Hot you. and heavy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah we're are. very interested. So let's okay. just say the money the money's right, but the the money is comparable elsewhere. Okay. okay? Yeah. See, Brad, if you say the zoo, I swear to you, we got a free zoo. Okay, penguin house is also no. I would Dude, say the penguin and puffins. It's not just penguins. That's true, Anthony. People always call it the penguin house, but those puffins are badass. They're fantastic. I'd say to you, Brad, we've had a long tradition of winning here. We had we have had a sustained culture when it comes to winning. Last year, though, unacceptable. We we didn't make the playoffs. We're looking to move forward, but move forward with the right people, and we're missing guys. Specifically, we're missing guys like you. So we want guys that, are, that want to be here and to turn around this this organization quickly because we're not used to this. You see the track record, but we're moving forward, and last year was unacceptable, but we need guys like you. I'm in. Yeah, sold. And you said the money is still there? Money's comparable. Yeah. Okay. We got two right here. Two pitchers done right here. Done and done, Anthony. There we go. I am in. I mean, I've been thrown since, probably since BT played. Nor was well, I any fresh. good. Yeah, you're probably not hurt yeah. at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll strap, you know, I'll throw the glove on. Yeah. You were going to say you were going to strap it on. Yeah. <laughs> good go catch. Work. Different sport. Yeah. Go good to work. Good catch. Either way. <laughs> no, um, I, I think that you, you have to sell... I think you're selling legacy. Like we're talking about top end starters right now, right? When I'm talking yes. about having these sales pitches, um, I, I think that is one thing. And I would bring in also. I'd bring in a lot of Cardinal Hall of Famers as I'm doing these. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing them in. Obviously, you're gonna sit down and be like, oh, oh, oh no, I, Ozzy, I didn't know you were gonna be here. What are you doing at here, this Albert? Dinner? Look at you <laughs> hanging out. Yeah, Albert, what are you up to? Oh, he comes here all the time. No, you, you definitely do that. You yeah. do all those things. But, like, you sell legacy. You think about, all right, let, let's just call it a, a five-year contract for a starter. Pick your starter, whoever that is. Within a five-year contract, that player could have a big enough impact to be never forgotten in this community. Mm-hmm. And to be a player that on opening day down the road, he is going to be there shaking hands with the next generation that want to be just like him. Yeah. To me, that is, is a large selling point. Now, Anthony, that's not a big enough selling point to hurdle over your number one and number two. Number one is the amount of money that mm-hmm. you are going to get because more money can buy me a red jacket. Now, will it have the same, the same, same power? Yeah. Maybe not. Probably not. But you can get all color jackets if you wanted to. <laughs> um, and the chance to win is a part of a legacy. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think that when we're talking about that, we're talking about building a legacy. I don't think that within a five-year period, a guy is going to do anything that is good enough to 
last and remember if, in fact, it doesn't correlate with winning. Right. So those two things absolutely go hand in hand. So with that being said, Anthony, as you look at the Cardinals, 20 games under five hundred last year, mm-hmm. how close do you think they are in terms of the division to get back to winning if you do land that free agent that you're talking to? In terms of the division, I, th- I think they're three starters away. Well, your, your division-leading Brewers look like they are going to sell. sell. Yeah. And they already lost Brandon Woodruff for the year. Corbin Burns could be out. Right. Uh, Willie Adamas might end up being out of that mix as well. Yeah. It, if we're talking about winning the division, you're, you're, you're improving. You're an improved pitching staff and defense, which I think will be improved next season. You're improved, uh, an improved uh, starting pitching staff away from winning the division. If you're talking about going beyond, you're two studs in that starting rotation away. At minimum. Yeah. You're two top-end guys away. So I think there's, there's, uh, there's a difference. And you, and you hope that the two top-end guys are going to be in here next, next year. But that, that's not feasible unless somebody like Tink Hentz or one of these other guys is ready to go and has, an outst- has a Spencer Strider-type rookie season. Other than that, if we're talking about improving the starting rotation, I think you're an improved starting rotation away from winning the division. Yeah, I, I would it's, agree with it's that. It's a sliding scale of what, what, what we're talking about. Yeah, and that's part of the your sales pitch, right? Say, hey, I am you away. Like, I need you. Yeah. And yeah, I'm talking to a couple other guys. But right. Yeah, no, I need you, though. But for, you're the for one. For sure. You're, you're absolutely the one. Um, but the, the big thing, too, I mean, you're also, you're, you're obviously going to bring up the fan base. How I mean... They were twenty games over five hundred, under five hundred, and you brought in three point two million people this year. Like mm-hmm. that is that is unheard of. So when you have guys that have played in different atmospheres, that is a draw. Like you want to play somewhere that has that sort of energy. Now yep. some of these guys have played in those places. I think that Nola knows what a packed building is like and what it sounds like, what it what it feels like, and I think that part of getting free agents and getting the right guy is is getting the right guy. You have to know how, how some of these players tick. You have to know Absolutely. like there are some players that are going to want the large market. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get Nothing that you player. Do. Like that that's not gonna, there are some players that grew up on a coast and that's just how they are. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're probably not going to get that guy. There are some players that like the Midwest and want to be in that mix. You should probably go acquire that guy. And, yep. and the big one that Sonny Gray. I mean, it was a miss a long time ago. Was Scherzer yep. obviously like that? He signed a contract that was buku bucks, and it's very easy to say they got underpaid in that deal. But Sonny Gray does, to to your point, Anthony, that seems like a fit when yes. you're looking at fits. So, and it also fits in the idea of you're not going to have to overextend yourself years wise mm-hmm. with Sonny Gray. And that's not saying that they're not going to go after Nola and they're not going to go after Snell or Yamamoto. You're going to be in the mix for all of these guys, but there's a very good chance that they pick elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Sonny Gray has been in smaller markets. Now, Oakland, I mean, is still Bay Area, yeah. but I mean, it was, I mean, they're, well, now Las Vegas uh, pro- uh, coming up, but uh, small eyeballs are on the product he pitched in uh, new york that didn't go so good right that's what i was thinking about the midwest went to cincy Cincy went to minnesota yeah and st louis seems like a a very good fit and a lot like paul goldschmidt is a very good fit for st louis guy Mm -hmm. wants to just be quiet go about his business and hopefully at the end of his tenure like he's revered here i think those are your selling points but it is it's difficult to come in and sell and say hey we're going to compete for a championship this year right 
You don't have that team yet. You don't. Now, Goldie's going to be a selling point for you. Arenado is the young nucleus that you have on a ball club. But you have to be, and I think that this is something, I know this is something that bit them last year as they were looking at the starting pitching market. You're looking at some of these contracts. You're like, man, he's not worth that. Yeah. For sure. And guess what? We are going to say that about 15 pitchers mm-hmm. at least this offseason. That guy's not worth blah, blah, Most blah. Most of the time, Mark. The That's market how it is. is the market. Yes. Is the, I went to, well, it doesn't matter where it was. I won't name out the store. Names with, uh, rhymes with Raider Bows. Went and got some <laughs> bread a little bit earlier. I'm like, how much? For bread, yeah. is that but that's thirty-two dollars for that's half what a loaf? It costs. That's that is the market at yeah. this point. So you, you have to be able to shop there. Do you want, you want it or not, sir? I, I don't. I'm fine with it. But my kid only likes that bread. He's fancy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Raider Bows yesterday. Did you? Did you? Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's, it's a, a good great place. place. It is. It's a solid, it's a solid place. place. Yes. It's a fascinating. One hundred and one ESPN. Expensive bread. Yeah, they certainly do. Are we on the verge? Can't ever get a parking space at Raider Bows either. That's (laughs) the hard part. Raider Bows. Sometimes I walk in there, and I think like I'm not. I feel like I'm in like a simulation. Like the parking lot. Right. There's never a spot that's open. Like somebody built it wrong. Did you guys? Something's wrong with it. Did you guys have to park at Hack Hack Honolds? I did today. Where it said like Hack Honolds customer parking only. only. I was like, wow, they're not gonna know what's. What's, what are you going to do about Donald it? Donald Hack Honnold going to come over here and, and tow my car? What, is Himmis going to come over and beat I me up? I doubt it. think I so. I doubt it. The Ram burglar? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fast lane on 101 ESPN. Are we on the verge of chaos in yeah. college football? Maybe a little bit this weekend. We'll uh, we'll tell you why next in the fast lane on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the fast lane podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's a fast lane on 101 ESPN with Brad Thompson filling in for Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stalter. Are we on the verge of chaos in college football? I think that if you expand this to the next two weeks, Brad, the answer is absolutely 100% yes. I think you are going to get a little chaos this weekend, though, because I have Washington going, going into Corvallis and losing to Oregon State tomorrow night. Really? They're number five. Washington's number five. Okay. Oregon State's 11. And we've been sizing this up in the Pac-12 as, okay, the winner in that rematch between Washington and Oregon, they're likely in. I think Washington stumbles before that, though. You have been talking about this for a little bit with Washington, haven't you? Yeah. What what is it about them that doesn't have you believing? I know probably not the quarterback. Brad. Yes. When your father used to talk to you about football. Yeah. He said, Bradley... One thing is always going to be true. Blank wins championships. Yes. Defense. Defense wins championships. Unfortunately, Washington doesn't have much of a defense. They got Michael Penix Jr., though. They do. And he, uh, he's he been phenomenal, and he has outpaced his own defense at times this year. But I feel like since they, since they came back and beat Oregon in that last second win over Oregon, they have walked a very tight, tight rope. And so, they're about to fall off. Anthony, what does your ideal 
Final Four look like? For Ooh, you? that's fun. Because I mean, when we're talking about chaos, like we're, we want to see. Yeah, well, we're rooting for it getting mixed up. Yeah. Because currently, it's Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, which, as we all know, those two will face off next week, minus Jim Harbaugh, mm-hmm. uh, and then Florida State is currently number four, and as you mentioned, Washington sitting there at five. If you're gonna, if you're asking me the most compelling top four. Uh, in any order, Georgia, Michigan, because I think Michigan beats Ohio State next weekend. You were saying in the break, you think that they're just going to drum them. Uh, Ohio State, Ohio State's got a stout defense, so it's not like Michigan's going to absolutely destroy them. Over the last two years, they've they've done quite well. But outside of Mar- Marvin Harrison Jr., Ohio State doesn't have an offense. I don't see how Ohio State scores more than uh, twenty points against Michigan next week. I really don't. If but Michigan loses real quick, Anthony, it, well, if they if they lose in like especially if they lost badly, mm-hmm. I mean, how much are we going to be talking about this whole cheating scandal even more? It'll probably be the topic of conversation for about a day, and then nobody's going to be talking about Michigan the rest of the year. The news cycle, well, until Harbaugh goes to the Raiders, and then and I then think we'll be talking. A we'll talk bit about, about Michigan's it. replacement. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But Michigan, Michigan cannot lose. Okay, they cannot lose a game because. They they've they've got one top twenty five win, and it came last week against Penn State. You can do that and be ranked and be ranked high, but you cannot lose now. So they'll if they beat Ohio State, they'll have two, and then uh, the Big Ten championship is uh, it, that's going to be a joke, no matter if Michigan or Ohio State Correct. makes it. So Georgia, Michigan, and then I think Oregon getting in would be great. Because I think Oregon is is one of those teams that continues to get better each and every week, and then I'm going to disrespect Florida State and, Dude, I was and just bounce gonna, them out. I was just going to say, and all due respect to the Seminoles and all of their fans, yeah, not doing much for me. No, I don't know why. And well, you talk about big wins. Who who is their big win? Is it Week One? It's Week One against LSU. LSU. That's, That's it. it. They've got they've got a, a, a top a top five win over LSU. They were down. I think a touchdown to Duke at home before roaring all the way back. That's their only top 25 win. They've got North Alabama this weekend, then Florida, and then they'll take on somebody in the ACC title game. So they're going to have probably three top 25 wins. That's probably going to be enough, plus a conference title, to get them in. Because whoever loses the Ohio State-Michigan game next week is going to be out in the Big Ten. So Georgia, Michigan, Oregon, and then I would be really interested to see Texas get in. Me too, Anthony. You know I'm a Longhorn fan a ever Longhorn since COVID fan since when I COVID. picked the team. They've got wins against Bama, Kansas, Kansas State. So three, they got three top 25 wins, and their loss came against Oklahoma in the Red River rivalry. It was a, it was a last second game when Oklahoma was ranked was ranked 12th. Yes. So they have what the committee would would view as a a good loss. If Florida State's undefeated, they deserve to get in. Go for it. But if you're asking me from a competition standpoint. Georgia, Michigan, Oregon, and Texas, I would find extremely interesting. Yeah, I think that would be great. When when the hell? We have this conversation every year around these times. When are we going to get that expansion, Anthony? Next year. Next year. College football expansion. How much, though? Uh, I Just think two? it's eight. College football it, expansion. But doubles? I th- I believe, doubles, I'll I think it goes. That. I think it goes That'd to eight. Great. We got a text, by the way, that asked, is there any chance the two SEC teams. teams can get in? No chance. Is it 12 next year? Uh, college football will expand from four to 12 teams, starting God, with Anthony. the 2024-2025 season. Anthony, I stopped doing radio every day for you know, a 
couple months, and all of a sudden, good things happen. I said eight just so you'd get excited over 12. Yeah. I'm pumped up better about 12. Yeah. Well, that'd be the, you know, MIZ's going on a run. Damn right they that'd are. That'd be fun. So if they went out, they're going to they're gonna get into a New Year's Eve bowl. I keep saying Eve. New Year's Day bowl. What's your top four, guys? What would you like to see? I know, I know, Marsh. You the one team that I mentioned in there that you you absolutely hate is Michigan. So. Yeah, no, I don't want them in there. Do you want Ohio State? Not really. I don't really care for either of those teams. Okay, because I was about to say your your version of Michigan has always been my version of Ohio State and Brad's version of Ohio State. It's a team outside of the Cardale Jones year where they 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 got in and they beat Alabama and they were an underdog. Outside of that team, Ohio State consistently, especially in the the mid two thousands. That was the team that would get in. You're like, no, because you knew exactly what was going to happen. So your version of Michigan is my version of Ohio State. Well, yeah, I just think, you know, Michigan, they they lay an egg every time in the semifinals, so I don't want them in it. Um, Ohio State's fine. Actually, they almost beat Georgia last year, which shouldn't come as a surprise now with C.J. Stroud. No kidding. Uh, and then they kicked the field goal at midnight. Mm-hmm. That's how long these games last. Um, Need a pitch clock. Man, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, you know, Washington. I would like to see Washington in there. Even Over Oregon? I, I think Oregon's I mean, a better team. No, but yes. Like, Oregon is another team that, I mean, they, they haven't been in the college football playoff in, in quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, Washington, though, like, they're never, they're never really there. Like, they're not a team that's always, like, a consistent powerhouse. So I, I would like they, to see a new team kind of make their way into the fold. Florida State, I, I, don't know, I find I think them Oregon boring. does it, though, over Washington for the fringe fan. Yeah. You think, oh, oh, the Ducks, I remember oh, yeah. them. And, I like you know, their, that is true. And, and me, I like their multitude of uniforms. Of course you do. Love those I, silver helmets that they yeah, rock I actually out there. hate. I actually hate their helmets. What? I hate that O on the back of their helmet. I think it looks stupid. All right, fair They're enough. Stupid. I do like the wings, though. Uh, the wings take are the good. O off. Yeah. And Texas, just for... I, I would like Texas like, We're in. talking like geographically, right? Mm-hmm. Like we, We've had this conversation about USC a ton. Football is better when USC is good. Football mm-hmm. is better when Texas is in the mix. Now, Oregon, obviously. And like if we can... You got it covered. You got to span the country. Like That's what you need to do. When everything is in the SEC, yes, of course, everybody in the SEC with their couches in their front yard, love it. But it's Don't not... Don't knock it until you try it. No, of course. We yeah. have one in college. It was great. Yeah. It was like it was actually didn't very, any, very comfortable. Didn't make any sense, but no, you it was did it anyway. Disgusting yeah, too. I mean, yeah, this couch yeah. had so much in it. Sure. Out of the top eight teams, there are only two teams that I would be just disgusted by if they're in the, the I, top four. Can I guess? Yes. Michigan and, and, and Alabama. Absolutely. Yeah. Alabama, if Alabama beats Georgia. I get in the it. SEC title, they're going to be in Marsh. I hate that Alabama. To, yes, yeah. and, and so is Georgia. So we just got that question too. Absolutely, if, if Georgia loses in the SEC championship, do they yes. get in? Absolutely, yes. Yes, because here's here's the thing. And, and if you think I'm crazy on this, understand that I'm viewing this from the committee standpoint. Georgia would have wins against Kentucky, Mizzou, Ole Miss, Tennessee. Let's say they lose to, S- to Alabama in the SEC title game, they'd have four wins over top top 25 opponents and a quote unquote good loss. Yeah. Alabama would have the SEC championship victory, so that would that would be one uh, win against Georgia, Ole Miss, Tennessee, LSU. That'd be four, and their their loss would be a a good one. Well, that, that's exactly what this Texas. is. What's going to happen? Alabama is going in. to beat Georgia. Georgia will move to two. Alabama will go to four. They won't meet in the semifinal. They'll both beat the teams in the semifinal and play mm. each other in the national championship, just like it usually is. And we will see an entire season of parity, and it'll be the same two 
Don't teams be at the end of the year. No, nah, that's exactly what's going to happen. Yes. He gets it. Hey, SEC. We're taking your overreactions. <laughs> we're taking your blues overreactions after the loss of the Sharks. Next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Definitely a retool. Can you play that again? Just one more time? I may have missed it. Definitely a retool. <laughs> Are they talking about this show? Is that the same we need? Yeah, probably. Maybe. No, I, mm, no, I think it was the Blues. Blues overreaction. That's yeah, what it was. Blues That's what was overreactions. Was that Jason that uh, left us at my job? Jason. I mean, short. Short sweet, and sweet to the point. Yes. Is that Jason's MO? Like doesn't waste any time. There's no like flowers or anything. It's I don't just know like, if we've, this is what he's thinking. I don't know if we've heard from Jason before. He just gets in and gets out. That's Jason. Hey, three oh six, your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. So we are taking your blues overreactions after the loss of the sharks. Now, you won't hear one from BT because he's going all big picture. Oh, it's been really good of late. Why are you gonna highlight the, the last night? Because it was the sharks and it was an absolute embarrassment. Oh no, it, it sucked. <laughs> come on, man. It's not it's not like uh you lost in the shootout, which would have been worse, you know, which would have been bad in and of itself. He didn't play well. You had your goalie hooked. Hooked. Well, Anthony, let's just follow the line. Obviously, they don't like Hofer. I'm going to play hard for him. You know, that's actually <laughs> a, a good point. underlying go point. One. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's hear from Evan with the Blues overreaction. This will be balanced. My thoughts on the Blues season is it's already over. Start okay. rebuilding. Okay. The difference between this season and 2019 is very simple. Talent. 2019 team even when they were doing very bad there was so many questions of why it wasn't working this year everyone knows why it's not working why is it we minus binner and thomas everyone else is fair game go ahead and have them we don't have enough skill and we're paying way too many players too much money to be flexible Hmm. it's just one game I think Kyle. Well, but he went big picture. Yeah, there. he did. He yeah. did go. He went the season as a whole, Anthony. Yeah. What? Uh, Buchnevich, yeah, I would include time. also as I. I don't want to give up. I don't want to give Super up the Buchinator. Buch's probably your most talented player. I think top to bottom, all around, it's Buch. Yeah. Jordan Cairo, I think leaves a lot of people disappointed. But if he hasn't been, I mean, he's I think that, that kid's been robbed fifteen times. Oh golly, stop! He must live in a dangerous area. I mean, on the ice. I'm sorry. On the ice, he's been no um, security one time. Nope. Pep it up a nope, little nope, nope. bit. I mean, he's been I robbed get by uh, goaltenders on saves. Well, that makes on a lot shots. more sense. Anthony. Yeah, yeah. Probably lives in a very safe community. Here. Probably, I would imagine so, given that eight-year contract and all that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, big picture there from Evan. I I don't as much as last night sucked. You're still you're still a talented enough team to make to make the playoffs, and not. Making the playoffs, I mean, two two years in a row in hockey, not great for ownership at all. Well, especially when when you are a, a market like St. Louis. Correct. Like you, you need to be in the postseason. You need to be able to make that money. But think about the 
the range of emotions we've had here watching the Blues over the last couple of weeks. You knew coming into this season it was a retool or mm-hmm. a rebuild or a re-whatever you want to call retool. it. Retool. It was a retool, okay? Um, and you start off slow and your special teams suck, but then all of a sudden you go on a run. You win five out of six, you're scoring at a crazy high clip, and then you look, you're in like fourth place, you're a win or so away from being in a playoff spot. You say, okay, well, you don't even have to squint very hard to see that this can be a playoff team. I think that's what this year is going to be. It is going to be a roller coaster, okay? Remember, mm-hmm. you mentioned the two big contracts. Marshy, you got Thomas and you've got Jordan Cairo. They are your highest paid players. They are looked at to, to lead this team. It's hard when you have young guys doing that. Like, there are going to be ups and downs when it comes to that. And I think that this is going to be a team, when you get to the end of the season, guys, you're going to look and say, we're going to be in the last like week or so. And the hope is they're still fighting for a playoff spot. I doubt they'll have anything sewed up by then. Why do we always say roller coaster? Like, I find roller coasters to be pretty fun. Sometimes they're scary, though. Like, that's a part of it. It's mm. like, like, ah, ah, and then, <gasps> like, there's so mm. many, and I'll make all the noises you want, but uh, it's. Yeah, that was interesting. There are, there are ins and outs. Like, there are times mm. where you think you might die. Oh, there's a few times you might pass yeah. out. I hate the old rickety wooden ones. Oh, yeah, those what was are the, the ones. Was the, the screaming the, eagle. The, the, the one. The one. one. Yeah, yeah. I think it is the the one at Six Flags. It. Yeah. I, it is an old rickety. I think rickety is the wrong word. It is it an old the wooden roller coaster. Yeah, it's awesome. It's yeah. phenomenal, and it's very safe. It's part of it, but it's part of the fear, though. Of course like, it is. Hey. I've been on some of those before. You're just shaking to death. Right. And then you're like, I don't know if this is, this looks like a big house of matches. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to go down. Yeah, Brad, the, the boss is like that, too. At one point, you feel like you're actually going to boss? fly off. No, not our boss. The boss. Bruce Springsteen? No. The oh. roller coaster. Where's the boss at? Six Flags. Is it really? Oh, I don't know. The boss. Why it's have we not done a Six Flags trip in a while? Oh, we know. did a radio. We, we did a show. We did the ESPN Summer Tour. We were doing that for a while, and we did a Six Flags one. Yeah, they, were you there? No, I wasn't there. Ah, you should have been there. That was uh, that was back in the Randy days. Oh, it was. Maybe it was. Maybe it was Randy meet, and Ronge. And Meat ripped his pants or something, no, didn't he? No, Ronge mm. ripped his pants. Ronge so it was so hot, first of all. Yeah. It was the summer tour, and we're outside. They had, I think, freshly like paved some of the roads inside, like some of the, the walk paths. Sure. We were, our chairs were sinking into the asphalt. It was so hot. And then Ronge got up from, from one of these chairs and ripped his shorts. Oh. Yeah, it was fantastic. Was there a, was there a nail or something? No. Is, like, so you know those metal chairs that we used to take on, yeah. on remotes every once in a while? Like, there was just the little edge of it that was up and oh, just snagged them. That sucks. I'm a big roller coaster fan. Yeah. But not when it comes to like your team that you watch ah, day in and right. day out. Because that ends up getting a little bit frustrating. But that, but as we talked about right off the jump, Anthony, when you when you see very good play for five games. Right. And you know it's in there, and then you see the clunker. The next game is one that's always so interesting. Uh-huh. Because like how how, how does each individual make an adjustment? Coaching-wise, how do you get to them? I think that there is a bigger picture that this team has, has struggled on the road. Maybe we'll get into more of like why those issues uh, are there for them. But like the next game is the big one. It's it's funny. The, the roller coaster analogy is so apt with uh, – it's so appropriate with the Blues because I do feel like with every win, especially over a team like the Avalanche – that roller coaster you're going up, it's like, mm-hmm. this is incredible. This yeah. is going to be amazing. But then and the then drop you, is huge. The drop is huge. So 
every every hill, uh, you, you, every win feels like, man, this team's yeah. got something. And then every loss, it's like, just sell the team. Mm-hmm. This ain't the mind train, Anthony. No, it's not. It's absolutely not. Your son Dylan did quite well on the Aerosmith roller coaster ride. Oh yeah, down at Disney. I told you about that, huh? Poor kid. I talked him into it real quick. Ah. I, I talked. I was like, buddy, dude, come ride this roller coaster. You'll like it. He's It'll like, be I, fun. Don't, I don't. Well, I don't think so. I don't. I don't like. It. I'm like, dude, you got this. And he did it. And. It was at the end of it. Anybody that's been on it, it's like a light show the whole time. It's like dark, but then Ooh. like quick lights. Like yeah. there's a lot going on. It's a fast roller coaster. It slows down. You all know the end. Like you hear the, it starts slowing down. I go, dude, how was it? Dude, 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 dude. <laughs> He's passed out. <laughs> he passed so. out during I had to shake him to wake him up. Oh. <laughs> I was like, dude, we don't tell your mom. I know he's fine now. Like, don't tell but- mom. Like, I can only imagine how terrifying that was. That would have been for you as a father. Like, Please, what happened? Both, all right, both. As a father, I was like, he's not dead, right? I didn't kill our kid on this roller coaster. Okay, he's okay. But then think about that. Have you ever been, obviously not, like, and anybody's listening, have you ever been so terrified that you passed out? What level of of terror has to be in your life that your life, like, your body can't take it anymore and you're out? You check out. Like, that must have been awful. (laughs) Poor kid. What, what did he him, I'll buy you whatever you want. Just Dylan. shut up when we get back to mom. Let's what go, was the roller coaster? Up. The demon. It was the, uh, it was the rock and roller coaster oh. at. Uh, it was one of the Disney properties. Yeah, uh, that Hollywood one. Studio? It, was Hollywood. Hollywood. it was Hollywood. Yeah, yeah because mm-hmm. we. Poor Killian wasn't wasn't tall enough, and of course Madeline was. So Madeline would. Like, did she love it? Well, we didn't go on because we had Killian too. So we were like, ah, you know, we're a family. It's okay, buddy. No, we don't want to ride it. And then Madeline, the entire trip, was like, I was tall enough to go on that ride. You know, <laughs> I wanted to do it. Yeah. I wasn't going to pass out like Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> but you told me the best part, though, at the end where the one kid didn't go. Oh, yes. And then there you was, were walking out. There was another kid right in front of us, and he bailed out. His parents were like, okay, we'll just wait here in the little shop. We'll, yeah. we'll get you. And Dylan, after I wake him up, when we get off, he sees this kid in the gift shop. He goes, you made a really good choice <laughs> it tells the kid you by the way i know we're we're really into uh you know different metaphors and mm-hmm. similes and all that stuff uh obviously the the roller coaster one but here's another good one from the 618 it's like diarrhea hmm. you have it once and you shrug it you shrug it off and move on have it a few times in a row there might be something wrong yeah that's uh, you know that's a really good Oh analogy. yeah, no that that's actually yeah, that's that a good works. call. Like, yeah. oh, this isn't normal. No, yeah. no so, not sometimes at all. you have it too much to where you miss half the show. Uh, yeah. Was that you? Yeah, it was Marshall. Wow. That he was, was gone. Somebody. He left the somebody. entire show. What you was? Yeah, Allegedly. it was you. You Allegedly. were gone the entire show. We might have made up a story. Yeah, we Maybe. did. We definitely did. Marsh was calling a game that day. <laughs> uh, by the way, speaking of speaking of uh, Disney, so do you know the? At the Everest ride, did you ride that? Huh. The the I forget where it's at. The Everest ride. We, so Madeline at seven and Killing at five. We're like, hey, let's we're going. Come on, we're we're here to ride roller coasters, right? And they were freaking out. So Chris and I were standing in the line with the kids. We're trying to convince them to go on, and finally, like, no. So we, you know, we we go out, get them with Grandma. And then Chris and I go ride the ride, and we're like ticked. Like, you know, we're here, spend all this money, try to ride a roller some coaster. Fun. Jeez, like a family! Unbelievable. <laughs> and we rode this thing. It, <laughs> thank God they did not go on. <laughs> we got off the roller coaster. Chris and I were like, thank, thank God they didn't want to go on. Because that, that was probably one of the, for them, like, it, it was, for us as an adult, it, it, it was kind of hectic. For them, they would have been 
terrorize. They would. They would have been all. Yeah, like, that would have been ruin it for, for everybody. Yeah. Is it the Expedition Everest at yes. Animal Kingdom yes. at Walt Disney World? That's what it is. Oh, Thank you. Awesome. It's a great ride. I'm at the point though where I'm paying this much money, Anthony, for this. Like whatever it is, we're going on this vacation. You're going. I'm getting on one of these oh, roller coasters. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, spending yeah, fifty bucks on an ice cream cone. Yeah, absolutely. Same Mickey Mouse ice cream that you can find pretty much anywhere. Should the Cardinals go big or go home? We'll even have that option. That's next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Sorry, there is no settling this year. Mosellock has lost all hope, all ifs and buts after 2019. And uh, it's time to go big or go home, boys. You either go out and get the free agency need or don't even show up next year because you don't deserve the paycheck that he gets paid. The fact that he's had 14 winning seasons, congratulations. But how many championships did he win in that 14 seasons? Not good enough, boys. All right. That's the one and only the 6-1 great here in the Fast Lane on 101 at ESPN. Real quick. Did we change the name? Yeah. Yes. Because I wanted wanted to lift. No, we did. did. I did. I wanted to lift him up. I wanted to lift him up. Good. I wanted to encourage him. listener. It listens all the time. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. I feel bad too. He just got relocated to Vegas. His organization. Well, we never oh, got I the. Thought he got relocated. No, we never got the possum. Oh. So no deal on that. What am oh. I missing here with the six one eight? Great. Sorry. Marsh traded him to the Whoa. A's for that possum. Nah, that was been that no. Bad. I, that, that was a collective effort. I I did. Package deal. I well, I traded him. I traded the six one great to the the A's for the possum that mm-hmm. terrorized the booth. See, terrorized. I think you're giving that possum a bad rap. I think possum in general, or opossum, if you will. Oh yeah, they get bad raps. Like, are they heinous to look at at times? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, but just because he is inhabiting a place doesn't right. mean he's terrorizing it. You know what I mean? The, you know, that's a fair point, BT. Either nice way, possum. either way, I thought, and this was during. One of the losing months for the Cardinals. I thought he would bring us good luck, so I made that deal. But the A's never followed through, probably because they didn't want to pay the shipping and handling to get the opossum to St. Louis. Either way, we still have the six-one great. I do want to hear, and I, and I want to hear your comment here. I have no comment. Yes, you do. I can Got see enough. your face. I can see your face right now. You got to tell BT. You have many tells. I know you want to say mean? something. <laughs> There's several of them right there. But if you're still listening, I'm all in. If you're still listening, six-one. 6-1 great. I do want to know, and in all seriousness, go big or go home, I'm for it. I'm all in on I that. am too. I love it. But what what free agents specifically? I would like to set, kind of set the expectation. So we're going to say... Yoshinobu Yamamoto, if you don't get Yoshi, then go yourself. I want to hear from the 6-1 great to, like, actual names. Nola or Snell. Let, like, but that might it's be, one of those but, three. Okay, but that might not be enough, though. For him, oh, this is what I'm saying. Go big, go home. Yeah, I want to know from him, and and this is this is just it's an inquiry, okay? Yeah, I want to know from him 
what is go big or go home? Is it is it just Yamamoto? Is it just Snell? Is it Snell? Is it simply dollars spent? Is it exactly? So let's set let's kind of set the expectation line. Well, we can't just wait for him to get back to us. No, that's what I'm saying. We I mean we could, we could still do the show. I'm just Well, you see, I mean we could try. Leave us another mic drop if you don't mind. I would love to know what go big or go home. I'll is. give Anthony's cell phone out really quick. If you want to call him mm. directly. Yeah, give him Marsh's. By the way, from the 618, fun fact, uh, opossums eat ticks and mosquitoes and cannot catch rabies. It was a great trade. Thank you. Yeah, I thought so, so too. Damn wait, A's. they can't catch rabies? Apparently not. How gangster are you if you can't even get rabies? Mm, right. Like, what bad stuff you got through going through your body where you can't get rabies? <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. What you can got... they give you then? Nothing. If they can't even get rabies, what can a possum... You're untouchable. Like, superpowers? Probably. Like, yeah. somebody going to turn into possum boy? Maybe. Like those goes cells, in to, those goes cells to save are active. somebody and just gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Brad, you were saying in reaction to the six one greats. Look, uh, um, mic drop. I a uh, couple things. One, the the idea of go big. I, I'm pretty sure that's the idea. Okay, mm-hmm. is they know that they have to go big. They know nobody wants to be at the point where they're shopping for two frontline starters. Like that is not an ideal place to be, yeah. and it certainly isn't a cheap place to be. So organizationally, they know it's a go big year. And as we've talked about in the past, uh, I believe that they looked at last year and said, "Nah." Just not, no, those prices are too high. And then all of a sudden you look around, like, boy, but other people paid them. Mm-hmm. And not that every signing went well. Like, we've talked about some of those deals that guys were hurt throughout the year. Most didn't. Uh, yeah, for sure. Jacob deGrom did not work out. Carlos Rodon, Rodon did not work got out. Hurt, yes. And those, uh, they, uh, Quintana, Quintana uh, they, were, they were in out. on uh, him as well. And he was hurt for a large part of the year. So he pitched look, well when we got back. For but, sure. Yeah. For sure. And so, and I also believe that. Just because that was the case, right, that those guys got hurt, I don't think that gives you an out. I don't think that that gives you, it's like, well, Well see, they were hurt. No, it's like, but I I feel like you'd have a little bit more leeway from the fan base. It was like, yeah, but I went out and signed freaking DeGrom. Like, it didn't work, but I tried to to go get that guy. So I I totally agree with that part of it. But here's where the the issue is, and this is going to be the crux of it, and this is going to be the interesting thing going forward through this entire offseason, Anthony, is there is so much, there are so many teams that need pitching, and there are so many teams with big money, big markets that need these same players that you need. So whoever is on the 6-1 Great Hates big uh, go-home or go-bigger-go-home list, Mm -hmm. There are going to be like 10 or 12 teams that want that player. So oftentimes it's not going to come down. The the money is going to be the same. Everybody's going to be near that same area, right? And maybe the Cardinals or a team will go a little bit higher or tack on another year. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like to say if you don't if you don't land one of these guys, pack it in. It's idiotic because you have to go out. Like the market is going to dictate where these guys go, and well, preference is going to dictate where these guys. They're go. also human beings, say with their their own choices. Of course, so. like, maybe you you had a guy that grew up it's like, man, I always wanted to be a Dodger. Yeah, and now you have an opportunity. The Dodgers are giving you a call. You get a chance to to pitch there, Chavez Ravine, right. Dodger Stadium, and, and that can be your home. Then you're going to pick that. Chances mm-hmm. are, because again, the money is going to be nobody's getting discounts. Okay, the Dodgers aren't getting a discount. The Cubs aren't getting a discount. 
The Yankees aren't getting a discount. Nobody is at this point, even if it's like one of your dream places. And if it is a discount, like it's a slight, slight one at this point. Everybody's cash will be the same. I've said this before in in coming into the, the offseason. What will surprise me this offseason, if the Cardinals are truly in on a player, and it can be Nola or whoever, whoever that player is, what will surprise me is if we hear after he signs with a different team, if he ended up signing with a different team, that the Cardinals were so far off of that number mm-hmm. that it wasn't even a conversation. Yeah. That would truly surprise me because to me, that would be making the mistake over the same mistake over again. Yeah. We kind of talked about that yesterday with would, would they really be in if they're not willing to at least yeah. get to a certain point, like a puke point? And, I would, you know, I'm, yeah. I mean, you know what we were, t- yeah. what we were talking about. You know, I would love to hear. I and and Derek Gould and um, you know John Denton and Katie Wu, the the, the the people that cover the Cardinals do a great job, and they've got good sources. But we we never quite get the whole picture, obviously, of what you know which players the Cardinals were in on, what other teams were asking for. Like, I would love to know what the exact trade request was from the A's for Sean Murphy. Yeah. Like, what were the A's asking the Cardinals? Not what the Braves gave up, and we're trying to compare. What were the A's asking for Sean Murphy? Or yeah. What were the Blue Jays asking so, for? Because I is, think I would that would be fascinating. Because then we could have a real conversation. Like, hey, you didn't get Sean Murphy, you sons of... Yeah, they wanted Newt, they wanted Donovan, and they wanted uh, McGreevy. Oh, I, I wouldn't do that. Of course, neither with the Cardinals. Yeah, it, it is. It is interesting, right? And again, I, I don't have all the the sources either. And those guys that, that you mentioned, among others, do such a fantastic job. They have sources. They vet things. But it, the the Murphy deal sp- specifically was one that I heard one name that hinged on it that I didn't see reported as much. So I don't know, like what is right, but also I don't think that we. I don't think that we should have that information because. The, oh, the, I don't think we should. I just say. Well, oh no, would love it. Would love it because you think about that. Like that's why it's so bread. important to be. <laughs> no, I get it. It's so important to be able to still maintain relationships as you're going through this. So, like, you might have somebody that you're you're trying to deal in. Or maybe not even trying to deal, but you're willing to deal to get something else done to make your ball club better. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't necessarily need that player knowing that. If Very it happens, true. then great. But if it doesn't, I want to act like I, uh, you're a cold, dead right. hands guy. Yeah. You know, I oh, wanna... really? You almost traded me to Oakland? No. no. <laughs> Don't the, believe everything the, you hear. The BTs. What? what? In <laughs> Oakland? Stop. That's Vegas. Let's get you a contract <laughs> extension, uh-huh. huh? All right, it's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. How would you handle a disgruntled player? We're going to do that next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. So Stefan Diggs was asked about his his brother's comments about how uh, you know he should get, he should get out of Buffalo. Yeah, and, he was tweeting about it during the game. Huh? Yeah, not great. You know that's what brothers do. They have a you know have each other's backs. I don't exactly. have a brother, but I would assume that if he were playing in a game, I would probably be at home watching. Yeah, probably have a couple of pops and then 
Start tweeting. Start tweeting stuff mm. that probably leaks out private conversations that we have. <laughs> oh, hey, boy. if you don't want that stuff out, out you just you don't, don't say it. Me. Don't tell me. Exactly. So following the Bills' 24-22 loss of the Broncos, that was on Monday night, Travion Diggs pleaded for his brother to leave Buffalo on Twitter, writing, Man 14, got to get up out of here. What he, number is Stefan? Uh, he's 14. Okay, 14. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. checking. Want to make sure he's got the right guy. He might... Be caring about somebody else on that. No, nope, 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 nope. That would be Stefan Diggs. Uh, he doubled down with another post on Tuesday. This time, taking a jab at Bills' starting quarterback Josh Allen. Let's not forget he didn't start start going off till little bro till till bro got there. It's one way to do it. Uh, start pitting, you know, your brother okay. up against the quarterback who gets in the ball. Um, Stefan Diggs, though, yesterday told reporters, "I'm not responsible for how other people feel." And he's absolutely right. Anybody in this room, for this matter, a reporter, a player, even my own brother. I love my brother. In the space that my brother's coming from is my family. So you want to know how how he feels? You got to take it up with him. I thought that was an absolutely perfect comment. Handled perfectly. He's he, Brad. He's right. He's not responsible for what his brother says or what, how his brother feels. And we can react to what he what his brother said. But all we'll be doing is speculating if Stefan Diggs feels that way. Brad, you kind of we're we're talking about this in Stephon the office. Stefan Diggs though. absolutely feels that way. Yeah, well, probably. <laughs> how do you dis, how do you handle a disgruntled player? See, like, like go back to your playing days. You know, and you obviously you don't have to name names. You send but, him to AAA. That's what Tony always did to me. Okay. So Brad, like Brad was, looks disgruntled because yeah. he's never pitching <laughs> or not too pitching well. You know where he can pitch? Memphis. Memphis. You'll be great there, too. Yeah. It'll be really good for you. But Stefan no. Diggs not going to Memphis. So it's very, and it's very evident, Anthony, like in watching just – you don't have to have the tweet from him. You don't have to have him talking about it afterwards. Uh, but you've watched him this year. You know the frustrations that have been there. Obviously, been a lot of frustrations around the team, and it is – like it, it, it's such a difficult thing because I don't think that there's one answer. Like you ask me, like, hey, plan, how do you how do you handle a disgruntled player? Every player is different. Mm-hmm. Some player needs the reassurance, like, hey, no, you're great, everything's gonna be fine. Others, maybe it's contractually something that ends up being there. Like there are so many different variables the that go the into it. Yes, like uh, I I think the the big question is organizationally, and this one is like the is with the Bills. Is he part of the future? Like, mm-hmm. like, do you see yourself winning football games without Diggs? Since he came over, to his brother's point, they've won the division every single year that those two guys have been together. Yeah, this year has been rough, and it hasn't looked the way that anybody expected it to look in Buffalo. They had championship aspirations, and now they find themselves middling and just yeah. fire, fire, you know, fired their offensive coordinator. But this is where, like, you have to be, you have to be part like businessman and part psychologist yeah. trying to figure out these situations because I mean with with Diggs what would you do with him at this point Anthony like they I, I believe he's got like three more years on his contract but I don't think anything's guaranteed after that I think he's got an right. 18 million dollar deal for next year but it's not guaranteed this is going to be a very unpopular opinion but hang with me here don't don't just react to what I'm going to say All right, first. so I won't even say anything yeah I'll let you lay it out I would trade him. Shut the f- Are okay, you Brad, serious? You know. You mean you would trade him? You promised, Brad. You promised. I never said I promise. I would trade him. It's got nothing to do with the disgruntled part. It, it has everything to do with how the Bills roster is structured. Teams that decide to build around a QB and a number one wide receiver, 
save for the Cincinnati Bengals. Just going to mention the Bengals. Save for the Bengals. <laughs> Minus the quarterback. It now. typically doesn't work. Now, if you have Andy Reid, Mahomes, Kelsey, that's a hell of a trio. But at some point, you have to play well defensively, which the Chiefs always have. When they won their Super Bowl midway through the season, when they beat when they beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl in 2019, midway through the year, we we're all talking about the defense and if the defense was going to cost the Chiefs an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, Spags, Steve Spagnuolo, the defense coordinator, four figured pillars. things out. He had the four pillars going. Not the Rams' four pillars, the Chiefs' four pillars. He's probably not doing it anymore. But he figured it out defensively. They won because their defense got better and because that offensive line uh, came together. Last year in the Super Bowl, I thought one of the reasons why the, the Eagles were going to win was because that defensive line was going to absolutely eat Kansas City's offensive line yeah. uh, whole. Didn't happen. Kansas City's offensive line, stouts. Their defense this year, excellence. They traded Tyreek Hill and won a Super Bowl. Teams teams that are built around like that number one wide receiver typically don't fare well. Your Raiders, Devontae Adams. Well, they don't have a quarterback, though. You, sure. you said built on the quarterback and the wide Even receiver. Even if they had the QB. What have the Bills won? With Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. The division every year. Right. Cardinals win a lot of divisions. Which is something, Anthony. <laughs> Not nothing. If you don't have your defensive line and your offensive line and your quarterback... Yeah, but- it's not going to matter. Well, You're going to get this. Eat it too, Anthony. Like a, how much money are you paying Stephon Diggs? How much money? How much money are you paying Devontae Adams? How much are you going to pay Justin Jefferson if you're Minnesota? A lot. I would trade him, and I would build a roster sure. that actually fits playing in Western New York, which would be physical defense, run game, and Josh Allen doing his thing. They seem fine when to throw the football to talented people. That is true. I I feel like they're they're missing Brian Dable. Like they were good when he was there. Yeah, and that's that's part of it, right? Brian Dable, though, midway through the year, his last year, him and McDermott were apparently at odds. So I don't think it's just because Brian Dable left and went to the Giants that the Bills started to struggle. I think the same thing about the Cardinals last year, if we want to make that comparison, last year was not a one-off. Last year was several years in the making because of the moves that they made, yeah. right, wrong, or indifferent. You, you start to pay for those. The bill comes due at some point, and this Bills roster is not set up to win playoff games in Western New York. It's a thing. There's a reason why the Baltimore Ravens and Pittsburgh Steelers have always built their roster a certain way. It's because when you have to go to Baltimore and Pittsburgh in January and you get your ass kicked for three three quarters, you're done by the fourth. There's a way that to, to build a roster based on where you're going to be playing playoff games. Do you think we'd be having this conversation if Josh Allen was a little bit better at not turning the ball over? That's a huge part of it. And by the way, I'm not blaming Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs, like Diggs is incredible. Anthony, like you have taken your hate for running backs and also added wide receivers. We all know that Anthony never has mm. liked running backs, mm. and now, especially first round oh, running backs, oh, hates them. Hey, it's worked, doesn't dude. want them to get the ball inside the ten yard line. <laughs> no, at all. I'll tell you what. You know, you know what teams do it right. The ones that get the tight end wide receiver and running back in the top 10 for sure those are the ones that win super bowls yeah anthony you know what those are 
Those are the ones. Crap organizations. Those are that's fantasy football. Exactly. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, exactly. Like, the, those are the teams when you when you would mention that the teams that that are predicated upon their quarterback wide receiver combo mm-hmm. like that is you doing a fantasy football. Hundred percent. All right, got to get these linked up. We got a great text in uh, to the text line three one four three nine nine ninety six forty six. Said the Chargers are a perfect example. Great of that point. point, Herbert Allen. And then you added a what? You added you added uh, Quentin Johnson Johnson from TCU. Yeah. What. What part of you couldn't run the football in Jacksonville last year to protect a lead tells you that you need another wide receiver? And everybody everybody did the seal clap on on draft night. Oh, it's unbelievable. Him and Keenan Allen and you know uh, Michael Mike Brandon Williams Staley. Unstop your four and five. Stop it. Yeah, strong four and five. This one maybe <laughs> maybe doesn't pertain to the conversation, but I always like good text messages. This one just says Anthony likes the tush push. Yeah, who doesn't? So Right? Yeah. I, again, Seems to work every time. Didn't pertain to exactly what Philly. we were talking about, but I wanted to make sure that yeah. we got that in there. I think everybody does. Don't want to speak for everybody, but I think this is one case you I think. You don't I want to speak for the city of St. Louis, especially. And this this, uh, I respectfully disagree, uh, Marshy. MLB free con- free agent contracts over unders. We're gonna play. We're gonna play a game of how hey, many the Cardinals get. Yeah, take the under. That's next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Fastlane on 101 ESPN. I think this was an athletic article, correct? With the yes. contracts? Yeah, they, right. they had one. Basically, the, the article at The Athletic was kind of talking about uh, the pitching, the need that is out there for teams who might actually be on the outside looking in with all these teams that are looking. But they did have some over-unders mm. that were kind of attached to some of these pitchers out there. Yes, yeah, so I love over-unders. We're going to go through these pitchers. And throw out the over-unders. Okay. And also discuss whether or not the that... Cardinals would do it? Exactly. And if it would be a good deal? Yes. Good idea? Tier 1. Okay. Aaron Nola. Six years, 180. Six years, 180. Do I believe that Aaron Nola is going to get over or under... Correct. Six years in 180. Anthony, I don't... Uh, I won't do this the entire way. Okay. I promise. I think that's the number. 30. I, I think that's where it lands. 30 a year, six years. Yeah. I don't think you get seven. Six the, Six is the number. It's. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that's where it is, but that's not fair with an over-under game. So you know what, Anthony? I'll pick over. Just barely. All right. I'll go, I'll go under. Really? And he gets 28 and a half. Does he? Instead of thirty. So the so let's just call it the six years one eighty at thirty million dollars a year. Do you mm-hmm. think that that is a smart contract for the Cardinals to sign Nola for if they could get him for that? Which his number might end up eclipsing two hundred in this market. It very well could. He's and probably he's, you know, he's thirty two years or three. old. 
There's a, there's another contract I would want more, but I, I don't think that this this is a contract that the Cardinals would be afraid of if Nola wanted to pitch here. So I would say yes. This I think it would be a good this deal. This is a number you. they'd be fine with. Yeah. How, how much are we working with? Give or take. Uh, so the the estimate, if they were saying staying around their same as last year, I think was just under like fifty million, called around forty five million. So that'd be putting a lot of your eggs in the Nola basket. Sure, which is fine mm-hmm. if you're going to go that way. I say I say this is a number they would be okay with. Okay, Yamamoto, seven years, two hundred and three. Now he's younger than he's Nola. Twenty five years old. So he's five years younger than Nola. Won the Cy Young equivalent three years straight, but did not. But obviously, doesn't doesn't have big league experience. So you're taking you're taking on that risk. He's going to get over that, Anthony. I think so too. I think he's going to get over that because of his age and because of the markets that are going to be in play for him. I know yeah. that we had talked the other day about Stanton and, and his agent's comments about Yamamoto, uh, not specifically about Yamamoto, Yamamoto but it was about. Uh, Giancarlo and he also represents Yamamoto um, he I still feel like he'll probably land in one of these big markets they'll be in a bidding war for him and I think he'll eclipse the seven years 203 million which I is crazy I do as well for a guy that you haven't seen at this level I think he gets between 30 and 35 but he also yep. gets the seven yep I'm with you Blake Snell five for 135 oh and I don't think the Cardinals will do it for Yamamoto, actually, I do. I think they would be there. I just don't know if he would pick you. Now he's BFFs with Newt, mm-hmm. so that's not nothing. As Marshy mentioned earlier, uh, you know, a picture, very legit mm-hmm. picture. Went to Emos, of them at Emos, and mm-hmm. they went to Arby's. I saw another Why one. Arby's. Why not Lions Choice? That's a great point. Whoever was taking the photo, I don't know. I can't speak for him. Yeah, so don't. Lion's choice, though. Oh, man. Have we seen a picture right. of he and uh, Otani and Yamamoto at the zoo yet? No, but that's probably their next destination. If the internet could get a little busy on that, yeah. I think that I would appreciate that. Where, what other places in St. Louis would you like to see that threesome? Definitely Ted um, Drews. Ted Drews. Yeah, yeah that's a good, good call. One. The hill. I, the uh, the uh, observation wheel. Mm. Oh. See him in that thing? Yeah. I think that would be pretty good. What about the arch? classic yeah. inside or below the arch or maybe even on top you know these that's safety these first people are crazy on you, top of the you know arch. where i'd really like to see both of them in bush stadium that's great <laughs> <laughs> blake snell five years 135 i think he gets six years i think that he is going to get pushed to that six year or two so i, I say I, over i agree with you on that one like th- this we are going to say and this just kind of echoes something i said earlier in the show when free agency is over with we will be saying, man, that guy's not worth that much money. Right. You're worth what the market gives you. That's correct. At this point. Tier two, Jordan Montgomery, five years, 105. I think he blows He's gonna that away. He's going to go over. I think he, I think he blows 21, that away. 21 a year. You know There's f- no chance. I think he gets 25 a year. It's, it's funny because I think Monty came into the year, and he was going to be looking at a deal that probably would have guaranteed him around 70, 75 million. Mm-hmm. And then he had the season that he had, and he gets traded and has the postseason that he had, and all of a sudden – He's looked at legitimately as an ace type, and I think he blows away 105 million. Yeah, and good for him. Uh, we could do let's do let's do part two of this a little bit later on in the show. Okay, so we gotta get to the gauntlet playoffs. People are ready. Pe- people are chomping at the bit. How have the- you guys been doing? I haven't played yet. So good, huh? Uh, whoa! No, I'm just saying. Is everybody scared of you? No, they've been, they've just been choosing the category. And the yeah. wheel has chosen Marsh 
every time but once? Is that wheel weighted? Uh, or BT, did you play once? Not during this time. Okay. Not, not during the playoffs. Not Jamie's the playoffs. gone twice. Carrie has gone once. Oh, and then I have been the other person to go. We are three and five right now. You guys suck. No, we're not. Th- we're three and five. Three and five. I mean, this is the gauntlet champions, Anthony. Still, we got to pick up our game. Okay, so we got another gauntlet champion next, and it's Chad. So Chad will face either me, Marsh, or BT next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Three warriors, four categories, one challenger. Can you master the gauntlet? Brought to you by Master, your hometown source for business communications for more than 30 years. Visit Mastor.com. Four oh two. Your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler with Andrew Marsh and Brad Thompson. I'm Anthony Stalter, and we welcome in Chad. He's our latest gauntlet champion playing in the playoffs. First round for Chad. What's up, Chad? What's up, boys? All right, so remind us, who'd you beat to claim your gauntlet trophy? Oh, you already know. It was Jamie he called in from Mexico. Oh, oh it was ham he sauce. Was drunk. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. right. Okay. Probably. All right. No, he, he was. I think he admitted it. He was. Yeah. But I, I might have had an advantage there. But. Wins nah, a win. Hey, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Chad. I don't know if you've been listening or not, but I'll explain the, the playoff rules yeah, to you. Yeah, explain it for Chad. He's the only one that probably doesn't know. Yeah, Brad, you kind of listen too, buddy. So, okay, Brad. <laughs> Chad, you're going to have an opportunity to either take your opponent, so choose your opponent, or you can choose your category. You got to, st- if you advance, you got to stick with the opponent or category option, though. Okay, so no changing after mm-hmm. this. So this is kind of a big moment for you. If you choose your category, the wheel will choose the opponent, and vice versa. So without further okay. ado, would so, you like? Yeah, would you like to choose your opponent or category? Well, I was going to choose Jamie just because he tuned in from Mexico to take me on when I won the gauntlet previously. But I think we'll see Brad Thompson. Okay, so you're going to take on BT and let the wheel decide the category. Okay. All right. Chad, best of luck. And there. Thank you. Best of luck. Just uh, for reference, I am not drunk. No. Yet. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. It is a Friday. Brad's only human. He's got a Y in it. You're not. Uh I'm out of here. All right, so BT's going to make his way into the cone of silence. What's up, Chad? Nothing. Okay, all right, go ahead. Tell tell Marsh to spin the wheel. Spin that wheel, Marshy. This is, Marsh, this is the first time that a gauntlet champion has chosen. Oh, second. Our first contestant, Tim, he chose chose me. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, Chad, how do you feel about random? Yeah, I'll take it. All right. Random it is. The wheel usually chooses like hockey. Well, it depends on the. It depends okay. on who's playing. Hockey. Yeah. Yep. All right, Chad. Four questions to you. Four same four questions to BT. Every question's worth two points unless you ask for the options. If you ask for the options, the question is worth one point. Yep. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here Let's we go. go. Question one. What actress received her big break by appearing in Bruce Springsteen's music video for Dancing in the Dark? I have no f- oh. oh. I have no idea. Can you yeah. give me the options, please? Okay. Uh, Sorry about that. That's all right. Julia Roberts, Courtney Cox, Molly Ringwald. 
I'm gonna go with my Ringwald. Final answer. Question number two. Name the author of the classic children's book, Charlotte's Web. Ooh. I know this book, too. Uh, I'm sorry. Give me the options. Options are E.B. White, Beverly Cleary, A.A. Milne. Beverly Cleary. Final answer? Final answer. Question three, Chad. What are the two primary colors on the Japanese flag? I'm going to take the options again. Red and yellow, green and black, white and red. I'll take white and red. Final answer. And question number four. Who's the main character of the movie The Nightmare Before Christmas? Uh, Jack. Is that enough? No, we're gonna no, we, need, yeah, uh, we need, we the need last another name. name. <laughs> another a last name. Jack Christmas. Is that your final answer? Yeah, that's the final answer. I know that's not right, but All right. We'll uh welcome back BT from the Kona Silence. Chad, how you feeling? Uh not great. Okay. All right. Well BT BT's been I think pretty good in the gauntlet, but this is the playoffs, so We'll see how BT is. Hey, it's it's great to have BT back in the back here. So no doubt. Good. Yeah, no doubt. Ch- uh, Chad said it's great that you're back. Yes, it's excited it's to be here. No doubt. I didn't. Uh, great I didn't get lost so. on the way here, Anthony. We had a uh, Marshy. We had a great lunch today. And we yeah. dropped an F bomb on the on live radio. You so. did, yeah, you did. Marsh fortunately got it though. You so did? we're gonna <laughs> yeah, what the yeah. Fuck? Wait, yeah. no, I didn't do the full F bomb. It was uh, I no, cut it, was, it off. Yeah, yeah uh, the UT friends <laughs> the airlines team heard it. Uh, uh, no, we no, hit the dump button. Uh, uh, that, that that one gets us in some trouble. Have so. you had one of those, Anthony? Have you cursed on air? Uh no. I don't think I have I did dump myself Good for, for you something one time because I think it was close okay. but no I never have you yeah. have you I had one you had yeah one? when I was with Randy and DeMarco well, I, I wanted to answer the fourth question so I know I didn't get that right let's go yeah. all right are all you right. ready yes BC? yeah I'm gonna try all right, here to we go all right oh, no you're good question question <laughs> one what actress received her big break by appearing oh, in so is it random oh yes yeah, sorry yeah. yes random I forgot nice. I forgot you didn't know yes random okay yep uh, what actress received her big break by appearing in Bruce Springsteen's music video for Dancing in the Dark? Oh, you know what? We were talking about the boss earlier. I got to tell you, I don't know any of his songs. <laughs> I'll take the options. Julia Roberts, Courtney Cox, Molly Ringwald. Oh. Julia Roberts, Molly Ringwald. Or who's the other one? Julia Roberts, Courtney Cox, Courtney Molly Cox. Ringwald. Before she got arcaded. Um, <laughs> get oh, dance with Bruce Springsteen. Who would look like she would dance there? I think that is a total Julia Roberts move. That's who that is. That's final answer right there. Everybody Qu- knows that. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, from <laughs> question number two, name the author of the classic children's book, Charlotte's Web. 
Oh, this is gonna tick me off. Uh, not R.L. Stein. That'd be goosebumps. <laughs> um. Oh, Charlotte's Web. E.B. Oh, E.B. White. Oh no. <laughs> R.F. Are you going to the mall later? <laughs> EB, why does E.B. White sound right to me? I can't just say it. Give me the uh, options. All right, your options are E.B. White. Son of <laughs> <laughs> Beverly Cleary. E.B. White. Milne. Not, not Milne. Thank you, no, the 636. E.B. White, final answer. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> R.L. Chalk. All right. Question three, Brad. What are the two primary colors on the Japanese flag? Primary. So you're actually... Wait, what are the two primary colors on the Japanese flag? Just the two main colors? Yeah. Or are you actually looking yes. for primary colors? No, no. Like, <laughs> what are the two main colors? Uh, red and white. Final answer. Question number four. Who's the main character of the movie The Nightmare Before Christmas? The Nightmare Before Christmas. Jack Skellington. Final, Final answer? answer? Yeah. All right, let's go over these. BT versus Chad in random. What actress received her big break by appearing in Bruce Springsteen's music video for Dancing in the Dark? Chad, with the options, you said Molly Ringwald. BT, you, with the options, you said, no, that's Jeff, definitely Julia Roberts. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. Everybody also knows it is. Actually, Courtney, Courtney Cox. Cox. Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox. Yep. Yeah. Mm, she was in the front row. Did you ever see that video? Just dancing. Uh, so everybody loves like Bruce Springsteen. He's probably fantastic. I just yeah. never got into same. The I, I felt like he was a little bit before us. BT. Yeah. I know like Bernie is a big. Bernie, he huge, loves. Yeah, I think Bruce every, everybody in that kind of generation there that they, they love him. Yeah, uh, but I I did remember the Courtney Cox video. So it must have been good. Certainly, yeah. Okay, can't remember the song. She's underrated. Yeah, zero zero though, Brad. Zero zero. Focus. Name the author of the classic children's book Charlotte's Web. Chad, with the options, you went Beverly Clearly, Cleary. BT, with the options, you went E.B. White. Correct answer is? Well, it's Beverly Cleary, E.B. White. Clearly. It's E.B. White. E. White. Yeah. Oh, it's E.B. E. White. E. White. E. White. Yep, so Brad's got a one up so lead over Chad. It's okay. It's okay. I've seen the book. You had it. Spider right in the corner. I understand mm. what, you, what you were doing, though. You're like, listen, i got to make sure that this is correct. That's why you asked for the options. Let's hope it doesn't uh, come back to bite you, though. Yeah. What are the two main colors on the Japanese flag? Chad, you said uh, white and red. BT, you said white and red. Correct answer is? It is white and red. But BT did not need the options for that one, so he's got a 3-1 lead over Chad. Who's the main character of the movie The Nightmare Before Christmas? BT, you said Jack Skellington. Chad, you said Jack Christmas. If it's Jack Christmas, <laughs> I know where the F came. <laughs> if it's Jack Christmas, we've got ourselves a uh, a walk off. If it's Jack Skellington or literally any other name, BT wins. <laughs> Chad, you have chosen poorly. You lose. <laughs> it was Jack Skellington. Ah, uh, Chad. Chad, it felt like you were you were disappointed in yourself for not remembering it, and then you're like, ah, screw it, Jack. Christmas. So, uh, but BT got you today. BT put up a, a, a pretty good five spot. So he was he was on his game today. Sorry, Chad. Oh, Chad is not no longer oh, on the. Uh, it says he oh. got disconnected. Uh, Chad, mm. I hope you have a great Jack Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> Poor Chet. I feel like he he kind of got he kind of messed himself up after he dropped the the curse. Well, that have flustered you a little bit. I think he got flustered. I, f- I feel bad for him because I think he felt bad. But it was the last question. It was. No, it was, it was the, the first. first. Oh, it was yeah, the first. It was the first question. He we goes went backwards. I, he goes. I have no idea. I didn't either. So no, that's kind of how I felt he, too. He was he was beating himself up for not remembering the fourth, but the the f bomb came early. Ah, uh, yeah, that threw, yeah. threw you off your I game. Think it, I think it threw threw Adapt him off. And adjust. I think Chad's going to be better for this. Yeah, I think so too. Either way. Yeah, both uh, both contestants that have chosen to take on one of us instead of choosing their own category have lost. Wow. It's a good nugget there. It's a good trend. 2-0, Brad. I think that, like, personally, if, if I were in charge of this, I think that I would want to pick my category. Me too. Definitely. I think I'd, I'd want to go that direction. Um, right there with you. Because if right. I landed on hockey. No, oh, yeah. We have wolf. one more. Contestant for the first round. So on Monday, it'll Aaron be the last, the last uh, first round contestants. And then we start the second round. Yep. It's been thrilling thus far, these gauntlet playoffs. All right. Why don't we do part two of the, the Cardinals over-under contracts? So tier two started off with Jordan Montgomery, but we have, I think, three other names. So Three other names for tier two. And I do think that as we're talking about tier two, tier three, I don't know if we get to tier four. Mm-hmm. I think these All the might tiers. be the tiers that you might be shopping in. I'd be not fine because, with it. Not because you're not going to be looking out there, putting out bids in tier one, but you might be left with the tier two, and you might be able to get two of them. I don't hate that idea. I don't either. Maybe we'll talk about that. Okay. Next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. These MLB free agent contract over unders, and it's it's estimate it's uh, projections for the free agent pitchers based on what they could receive at the market. And it's all from the Athletics. So we went through tier one, which was Nola, Yamamoto, Snell. You, you have to download the podcast available after the show if you want to hear our kind of breakdowns on that. But tier two started with Jordan Montgomery, who we did discuss, and five for one hundred five. Brad, we both agreed that was too short. Yeah, I think that he'll get over that. He'll either get the sixth year or get a higher AAV with the way that he finished things off. I could see, I could see a five-year one twenty-five. You see that? Yeah, I could see that for I sure. I think that top, that's the top end. Yeah, but, twenty-five a year. Yep. I mean, for I mean, talk about a change in a season, right? Yeah. Where you go in, I mean, he's going to darn near double the estimated money that he was going to bring in having a strong platform year. Yep. It's amazing how free agency works, isn't no it? Kidding. In a buyer's market. Sonny Gray, three years, 72. You may think to yourself, well, 24 a year, that's too high. Take the under. But the key is that teams are going to be more willing to pay a little bit more if you're if you're willing to take a little bit less on the term. So three years at 72 seems a little high. I think I'd still go under, but I could see it being like a three three for 70. So I, I don't think that – I'm taking the over, actually. I don't think that Sonny Gray will – even with the market being what it is, Sonny's 34 years old. Mm-hmm. I don't see him getting more than a three-year deal, but I do think that you might like see – Three for 80 or something? I, I could see the 75. 
Okay. I could see that happening for him and being right around that same, uh, that, you know, maybe a little bit under. Maybe it is that 72, 73. Uh, but I, I'm going to take the over with Gray because I think somebody will pony up the extra cash to not give that extra year that you're talking about. Okay, fair. Eduardo, that's somebody I would like to be the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm with you. Eduardo Rodriguez, five years, 80 mil. So what did he have left on his deal? Do you remember? I think he had like 40 million left on it, something like that. Uh, the deal that he ended up opting out of in Detroit. I think that 5 and 80 is close, but with the market the way that it is, the only problem with him, I mean, he had some off-field stuff that mm. teams might be a little bit concerned about bringing him in but i still for him i'm gonna take the over slightly i think he's gonna get five for 85 he had he left 18 on the table for next year it looks like 16 for 2025 and then 15 for 2026 51 million over three years boy he left a lot on the table there So well, that kind of tells you where you know what direction he and his agent believe that he'll be able to make so fair over it is. Yeah. I, I, you know, you mentioned this before. I actually think it's a really good number. But since we're taking over-unders, I'll take over. All right, then Strowman's the final final tier two guy. Three years, 63. So we're looking at 21 a year. I think he so gets over that. I He just opted out of a deal that he had two more years left at, I believe, right over 23 or maybe 23.5. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, I, I understand the third year, but I think that he probably gets more than that, and he probably ends up getting another year. So we'll yeah. take his total value over that. I believe that Strowman will get more than the three years. Out of all of them, I think I think this is the best over. You think so? Out of all the pitchers that we mentioned, I think he's I think he's the best over. Three for sixty three. I think it's two. Would low you for him. want to bring in Strowman if you're the Cardinals? So the, so now let's expand the conversation. BT, you had mentioned something to me in the break. You said you know if if the Cardinals don't wind up getting one of the tier one guys, but they get two of the tier two guys, would you be okay with or, that? Yeah, even I mean or even tier, tier two, three. Yeah, we haven't got to tier three yet. But like so, let, let's just say um, and. Maybe I, I could be wrong on this, but all of your money for one ace, and let's just call the ace Nola for mm. this, but then you don't have enough to bring in another. You'd bring in a comp of kind of what you have, a, a back-end starter. like So Nola and then a back-end starter that you bring in from outside the organization. Again, this is via free agency. Because yeah. if you went out and spent your money on Nola and then made a trade for Dylan Cease or a trade for Tyler Glass now, we're talking about two different things. We're right. just talking about free agent money right now being spent. Would it be better to spend it all on Nola, or would it be better to spend it on Gray slash Giolito or Gray Stroman or you know what, a combination of those guys that are going to be like two, three I, in your I rotation? Think, I think a Gray Stroman Maeda would be a, a really Maeda would flyer. be a Look really good I, when he got back from injury last year. He was excellent. Okay. And it's a one-year, based on the athletics projections, it'd be a one-year one for How 10 mil. Is, I mean, Kenta Maeda's oh, not, he's 34, not a young man. 35. Is but he really? You, talking about one year. I thought he was like 100. No, he's not 100. Brad, if he's 100, that's that's an incredible incredible pitcher. Gray, like a Gray Stroman Maeda, I I think that's a pretty good offseason. Now it's not it's not Nola or Yamamoto. It's not I get it. Flashy. But to your point, if it's a if it's a Nola, you might be looking at a Nola, uh, a I don't know a Clevenger, and then an internal so option. Let, let me and I know we're playing the over under game, but let me shift the conversation just for a brief second. Shift it. 
Do you believe that the Cardinals were, will get their most impactful starter via free agency or via trade? I think they're going to get the most impactful free agent, uh, impactful pitcher via free agency. I believe that they'll get it via trade. Really? I do. The reason I'm interested to, to hear why you think that. For me, I don't think Mo is going to be comfortable giving up what it's going to take to get an impactful pitcher. I think that he isn't going to have the chance not to or won't have the flexibility not to go get that guy. Because I still think that that tier one that we're talking about, that Nola, Yamamoto, Snell, Mm -hmm. we've talked about this plenty. We'll continue to talk about it until they sign. There are other options that they all have that might look better, whether it is... I, I, again, I don't think it's financially it looks better. It's just maybe it's a market that they want to play in. Maybe it is a team that they believe is closer to a championship, which I hope means something to all of those guys. Boy, I hope that means something to anybody that I'm going to spend that kind of money on okay. that they want to go out uh, and win. So I, I think that you're going to find yourself in a situation where you're you're shopping on a little bit different list. Now, Sonny Gray is still a really good pitcher. What a year he had last year. The start to the season was ridiculous for Sonny Gray. But if you uh, sign Sonny Gray, we'll say that's your top free agent. It's a good one. It's a very good one. We'd love to be able to bring him in. And then you brought in Dylan Cease, Mm -hmm. knowing what his top end could be. Do you think that Cease could be more talented than Gray? Certainly a younger version. He's 28. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I could see that sort of thing happening. Uh, that would be outstanding. It'd be a really good offseason. And, s- and imagine, right? So imagine if it did happen. Imagine uh, Nola goes off the boards. He goes back to Philly. Yamamoto, he ends up going to, let's just say he goes to the Yankees. They pony up big-time money. Uh, Snell, where do you want to put Snell? He I goes was- to the Giants. I was going to say... You're a Bay Area guy. Yamamoto to the Giants. Well, were you? Snell to the Yankees. Okay, let's flip-flop. Okay, those three are off the market. Mm-hmm. Our text line is, Mo is terrible. Yeah. Oh, the, the wallets, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You sign Sonny Gray. You get him on a three-year deal that is manageable. We'll call it 20 to $25 million a year, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the offseason is is a little bit slow for a minute. Everybody's mad. You didn't get the top end. And then you make a deal for a cease or you make a deal for a glass now. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you look at it and say, yeah. No, yeah. I, could, I could see that. What are you giving up? Oh, you're giving up something painful. The the one name that I continue to come back on on a painful trade, and this is not me wanting to trade Gorman. this guy. It hurts you. Yeah, it's Gorman. Yeah. It, because that's the everybody's looking for a left-handed thumb. Right. And so I, you have a lot of so I don't want to give them up. Not with the high end that he has, but that's the thing with any of these trades. You don't want to give up good pieces. You no. want to be the team that fleeces everybody. But I do want to give up something that I, I have an abundance of, which is uh, infielders that can play the outfield. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes, Anthony. That's exactly what a lot of those guys. You're looking, uh, you're you're looking to deal, but um, the the hard part is the Cardinals are in a position right now. You'd love to be able to make those trades where you're trading off a piece from an area of strength, right? So whether it be a middle infielder or an outfielder, and you trade it for a high upside pitcher, Mm -hmm. you know. And Alec Manoa is a name that continues to come to mind. I'd be very interested in bringing a guy like that in off of. uh, horrible horrible season Mm -hmm. that he had i'd love to be able to bring him in see what that looks like 
But I don't think that they're they're not at the point right now where they can just do that and that's your trade. Right. Because you need known quantities. Yeah, you, you did the you risk. Have, yes. You exactly. did the risk thing last year. You've got those guys. And, two, and you like, have you have depth right now. Yeah. You've got Libertor. He's depth. You've got Thompson is depth. Currently, you have Dakota Hudson. We'll see. Uh, he, he is uh, he yeah, is depth. Yeah, Mark Feinstein, perfect time to mention this. Mark Feinstein tweeted out about an hour ago. The Cardinals are shopping Dakota Hudson pretty hard today per source, meaning he could be a non-tender candidate if he's not, not moved. I could see that. I, th- I, I, I don't think... To me, to me, Dakota Hudson so- is fine depth. But you've got a ton of depth. If uh, and this is with all due respect to Dakota Hudson, and I've been a, a big Dakota fan. I, I just and really, if you just if you didn't hear the name Dakota Hudson and you just went and looked at the overall numbers and like the the strikeouts are not going to be high, the walks are going to be high. But just look at look, look at the ERA. Is it the dude has won? Like yeah. he, he's done good things for you. But if if Dakota is in your rotation next year at the beginning of the season like you got some problems you got some problems certainly well said all right it's fast on 101 espn we're gonna play a fun game in fact we've never done it before guess the texter how do you play that well you're gonna find out next on 101 espn we're right back to the fast lane podcast presented by dobbs tire and auto centers on 101 espn All right, like Marsh just said in the Sports Center update, we're going to do Guess the Texter. So, I mean, break this down for me, Anthony. How's this working? Marsh is going to read a statement from a texter. Okay. You and I have to guess which texter it is. All right, can you give us our pool then? Yes. Uh, who, who are we I was gonna, from? I was going to ask the same same question. Who? What okay. are our options here? So, write this down. Okay. Write this we down, have Dan. the infamous 618. Okay, this should be easy. We have Jamie's Vacation Speedo. That's a, that, that is a texture. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we have Thanks Dad. We have Lisa. Okay. We have FedEx Brian. And we have Janet. Okay. Janet, maybe. Wait, so we're not sure if it's Janet? There was a picture sent from this phone number. Okay. That said, hey, it's Janet. Here's a photo. So I put Janet, maybe. I think it is Janet, though. Okay. All and right, by so the way, real quick, uh, Anthony, sorry. If you want to be involved in this, because maybe this ends up being a great thing. Yeah. And you think, man, I text a lot. Why can't I be a part right. of this? We need to know your name. Need a name. Or we need to give you a nickname right. or something. So yeah. if, if you believe that you text into this show a lot, give us your name or nickname that you want to be. Maybe we'll put it into the old machine here. When I say we, I mean Marshy, Marsh, because yeah. I don't know how to do that. No. But then next week, we got more people, you know? And Build I know, the rapport. I know we have other texters that, you know, chime in a lot, like BT Summit, like James. James, okay, James, James usually leaves a mic drop, so we can hear his uh, sultry voice, Golden you know? Pipes. Absolutely. So we, there's six, right, Marsh? There is, yes, I believe there's six. 618, Jamie's Vacation Speedo. Yes. Thanks, Dad, Lisa, FedEx, Brian, Janet. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Now, are we only doing one? We'll do one at a time. We'll see if you can guess it right. And then here we go. At the end of it, I will tell you which ones. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. Are correct. Let's start off with, and these are from, this is not just from our show. I went back and looked at different shows, too. Okay. So I'm going to start off with this one. Brandon 
For the love of God, would you please stop trying to trade Gorman? I will trade Arnato before I will trade Gorman. Okay. Um, trade Arnato before Gorman. I don't think that's the six-one hate. There's too many names. Like he doesn't he doesn't detail names. He's yeah. Yeah, unless it's Mo. Uh, that Dude, could are be, we going to tag team this? Yes. Okay, good, good, yeah. good. I think this could be a Lisa. See, I don't think it's Lisa because Lisa was like really hard on Gorman early on. You remember that? Like she was like, hmm. wasn't clutch, which I, hell, that could have been anybody. Uh, but I could I, see it. I could see uh, a FedEx Brian then. I don't know enough about Jamie's vacation Speedo. Seems yeah, like pretty yeah. loose, but. Mm. That doesn't sound like a thanks dad either. And to me, that is just, you know, thanks Jan- dad is. Janet uses, yeah, I don't think so either. Janet uses names. Does she? Yeah, because uh, maybe Marshy's giving us a clue here with Brandon. She'll, yeah, because she'll Brandon. say. Brandon. Anthony, nobody cares Anthony. what you have to say. Let's go Janet on this one. Yeah, all right, Janet. All right, the next one. Oh, we don't get to know until the end? Oh, I like that. I like this suspension. I'm not telling you until the end. All right. Here's the next one. Cardinals would be first to write a price in a silent auction so they would get outbid, but can say they tried. I'll read that one more time. All right. Cardinals would be the first to write a price in a, in a silent auction first so they get outbid, but can say they tried. Oh, that's 6 1 hate. No. Not hateful enough. It's not enough. hateful enough. No. We'll know when it's the There will be no no doubt that it'll right. be the six one eight. Uh, I don't think it's thanks, Dad. I don't think it's Lisa. I think it's either FedEx Brian or Jamie's Vacation Speed. Oh yeah, I trust I, you. You're the one that's here all the time. I'm gonna say FedEx Brian on that one. FedEx. Let's Brian say FedEx is. Brian. This all right, is, this is fun. I don't know how we're doing, but this is fun. Here's the next one. The only thing hotter than the blues is Jamie Rivers in a Speedo. That'd be Jamie's, Jamie's vacation, vacation speedo. speedo. Finally, we needed a yeah. layup. Like, the first couple <laughs> ones have been a little bit difficult. Okay. All right. I appreciate that. All right. Here's the next one. Must be nice to have radio money to go to Raider Bows. That's when the 618. Yep. The must be nice. Uh, the must be nice. The, ra- the money he talks no, about. Go, go ahead and yeah. finish it. <laughs> must be nice to have radio money to go to Raider Bows. Yeah. It, oh, we were making talking about uh, the inflation and how stuff is expensive. Yeah. I mentioned a uh, store not by name. Right. Maybe I called it Raider Bose. Yeah. I to get some if bread. you guys need another one because you, you you can't come up with an answer. I mean, too bad DeWitt needs to go on welfare. Oh, it's the six one. Yeah, that's the six one eight. So uh, the the money the six one eight is kind of underrated with talking about how much money we make. He has no idea, of course, but he just For assumes sure. so, that like I, he had he sent me a tweet one time uh-huh. that said, "Yo, I, I don't make." Uh, six figures like you, I, I, Brad, I laughed for a week. Anthony, I, I laughed for an entire week thinking that this dude thought that I'm making anywhere close to six figures. I do think that uh, there is that there there is that common thought of like you're on the radio, you you talk every day, you probably make blank you money. Yeah, because I thought that, and then, then I you got, started working in radio. Well, then I got like, like my first contract. Right? What? <laughs> sure. This is part time. All right. <laughs> We're gonna do it, babe. I'm doing this. <laughs> Keep that master's degree handy, please. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyways. So, okay. Well, I think we got that one. We got one. All right. One more here, Brad. We need Chris Carpenter back here. 
Brad, we need Chris. That's either that's that Lisa. Could be Lisa. That's Lisa. All right, yeah, Lisa. Yeah. Yep. And by the way, wholeheartedly agree. I the, the fact that Chris Carpenter is not with the organization mm-hmm. is that needs to be fixed at some point. He I works agree. for the Angels, by the way, if people what? don't know that. Yeah. He's an angel? He's an angel now. Oh man. Uh Chris Lisa. Carpenter. Chris Carpenter. <laughs> all right, that's all of them. You guys ready for the answers? Okay. We didn't all do right. six. We only did five. Did we do five? Yeah. Because we must, have not. We must be out of content. We don't have one for uh, Thanks Dad. Oh, yeah, there's one more. Here we go. <laughs> Here's the deal. Baseball players wanted to come here when the Cardinals were a great winning organization. But who wants to come to a loser in the Midwest? Oh, no. I, that doesn't sound like Thanks Dad. And Thanks Dad is the one we've got left. Man, I really wish there was one. I know he wasn't one of the options uh, about giving someone Tommy John. That'd have been Cottleville Chris. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! And you already picked FedEx Brian? Yeah. Oh man. I guess you. I mean, you, the silent auction one was probably thanks, Dad. And this is FedEx Brian. Then switch him. Okay. You I, have. Let's. Uh, Brad and I would uh, formally like to switch. The, the one about the silent auction is Thanks, Dad, and okay. this past one is uh, FedEx Brian. All right, let's go over these right, gentlemen. How do we do? By the way, and thank you all for all of your texts yes. all the time and being a part of the show. We couldn't and, do something like this without well, you. We need more of them. And honestly, like, I feel like next time we do this, too, we'll have more names that mm-hmm. we can dig from and then like deeper issues that we can actually dig into, mm-hmm. you know, like the DeWitt's going on welfare. I mean, right. We talk about the logistics around that. No doubt. Maybe. You All know right. he owns a bunch of Arby's. Found that we out. That's why help us out. Yeah, that's why Newton we have the meats. Yamamoto and and Shohei, they're all at Arby's. It's incredible. All right, let's start backwards. We'll start with the last one. Here's the deal: baseball players wanted to come here when the Cardinals were a great winning organization, but who wants to come to a loser in the Midwest? You guys said that was FedEx Brian. <clears throat> that one is Janet. Oh. Tell you what, man, things get lost when you can't hear her voice and yeah. the passion in it. Okay. Now read that as Janet, if you don't mind. Here's the deal. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> it's disrespectful. All There's right, only one so Janet. We're over we're over one. All right. Next one up. Brad, we need Chris Carpenter back here. You guys said it was Lisa. That's Lisa. You're correct. Nice. Yeah, Lisa. One for two. All right. Uh, must be nice to have radio money to go with Ra- or to go to Raider Bows. Two for three. Yep. <laughs> Six one eight. The next one. The only thing hotter than blue than the blues is Jamie Rivers in a speedo. That's obviously, well, Jamie's vacation speedo. That nice. would have been a really t- big yeah. twist had that not been Jamie's vacation speedo. Tweeting that in. So three for four. Texting that in. Cardinals would be the first to write a price in a silent auction so they get outbid but can say they tried. I do that every trivia night I go to. Do you? Let me get in on this (laughs) and never check it again. (laughs) That is thanks, Dad. Okay, so your switch worked. Oh, it did? The switch worked. Oh, nice. Good switch, Anthony. Good. That helped us. And then we have Brandon. For the love of God, would you please stop trying to trade Gorman? I will trade Arenado before I will trade Gorman. That is FedEx Brian. Ah. So we and initially we did say we we thought FedEx Brian or Janet on that. So uh, not not bad, not bad. Yeah, at and all. I thought Lisa on that one. 
Oh, did you? Yeah, so I, I think that we're getting to know some of these better. Yeah. I, I think that, uh, yeah, this is good. Four, four for six, not too bad there. Hey, how about this one? They may be at Arby's, but they won't be at Bush thanks to the, the thanks to the DeWitt going on welfare. 618. Yep. Right in his... Uh, Which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. The passion. Yeah, no okay? doubt. Yeah, like, same. It, uh, again... 618 texts in quite a bit. 61, uh, what'd you call him earlier? 61 great. 61 great. Mm-hmm. Text in a lot. Um, I don't have too many things in my life that I am as passionate about as he is when yeah. it comes to the Cardinals and their spending and uh, the go big or go home. Like, I just don't have anything in my life that like riles me up like that. And in all seriousness, a little bit jealous about it. And I don't think I'd be good if I if I had that because I got some anger issues anyhow. Well, Brad, if I may, I feel yeah. as though your passion uh-huh. is actually when people tick you off. What do you mean? You think I enjoy that? <laughs> I don't think you enjoy it, but I do think the uh, the rage that comes with it, I think that's when you feel most alive. So I got to tell you, not like 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 comments, mm-hmm. but like 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 things that happen, right? Yeah. Maybe it's getting cut off in traffic. Sure. Or maybe it's just like I, whatever it is. That that rush of blood that goes through you where you want to yeah. kill somebody, maybe. Not kill somebody, Not, but well, you know, you're 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 feeling it. Damn close. I mm-hmm. love that so much. <laughs> I don't know why. I have no idea why. Because you love feel that alive. Feeling. I feel alive. The adrenaline kicks in, the oh, anger kicks oh, in, you boy. feel alive. Yeah, I can start I getting you dialed in. What's yeah. that? What's yeah. that? Start, oh, the, the head cock a little really? bit. Really? Oh, 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 is that right? You've seen it. <laughs> don't break your face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's do what's trending next in the fast line. I want to ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. What's trending in the world of sports? The Fast Lane has you covered. What's trending now? Brought to you by Goodwill. Donate to Goodwill to win a magical Polar Express staycation. Welcome back to the Fast Lane here on 101 ESPN. Anthony Stalter, Brad Thompson. I'm Andrew Marsh, and it's time for What's Trending. Guys, we know Joe Burrow will be out for the remainder of the season. Diana Russini tweeted out earlier today, the NFL is looking into why Joe Burrow wasn't on the injury report for the Bengals this past week, per sources. The investigation starts today. They will be looking at photos, practice video, and speaking to people with the organization to decide if there was any wrongdoing. I mean, this is, uh, yeah, who cares? If you're the Bengals, you just lost your start, your franchise starting quarterback. The guy you look in your investigation. <laughs> yeah, tell us what you find. At this point, you think you're going to harm the Bengals any more than they're, they're already harmed with these, in, with these injuries? So here's the, the bigger question. They're going to do this because this is predicated upon gambling, right, Anthony? Yes. Like the reason they're the looking into this injury. Yep. Um, he did, I believe, he did in competition. He did I mean. participate though fully in practice all week long. Right. Um, so from there, like he was wearing the little as he was getting off uh, or walking into the stadium, he did have the brace on his hand. It showed like the little you know strengthening. Mm-hmm. Guys wear stuff like that all the time, by the way, whether it's your wrist, knees, ankles, whatever. Yeah. 
at, at what level do we need to know things? Like we, right. we live in a world where we believe we need to know everything. Oh, we're like, entitled absolutely to everything. everything. Yeah. Well, we shouldn't. No, we shouldn't. Right. Like not if he practiced all week, he did not look like the hand wrist was bothering him in the you know first couple of uh, couple of drives. They were winning when he when he came out. Yes, yeah. like. Uh, I mean, it sucks. It sucks for him. It sucks for the organization, football overall. Like, I think when Joe Burrow's out there, you want to be watching. Definitely. Uh, to me, this investigation is silly. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, devastating blow for Cincinnati. I mean, this is two starting quarterbacks now that that have been lost for the year. Kirk Cousins, well, almost, mm-hmm. but probably three. If if the Jets are done, uh, we won't see Aaron Rodgers again. If they stay competitive, maybe we will. But. For all intents and purposes, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow, and Kirk Cousins. What about Deshaun Watson? Oh, yeah, and Deshaun Watson. Can't leave him out. You're right, Marsh. I can't leave him out. He he was playing very below average when he exited. (laughs) Derek Carr's injured, too. Oh, yeah. So you got a lot of quarterbacks that that are hurt. And Jimmy G benched. Hurts. And Desmond Ritter benched for maybe a second. He's probably going to be back. Hmm. I don't think he counts. Where are all the uh, Where are all the stars at when it comes to quarterbacks <laughs> right now? Kansas City, um, like where you're Baltimore, gonna, you're gonna Philly. in like three more guys. You're gonna get to Tua. Well, according to Brad, he really Herbert. Oh, Herbie Hancock. Maybe. <laughs> How long does Tua have left? Oh, I forget. On your timeline. I forget oh, what I put him at, on. but I think that he's actually gotten past it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought his eggs would be scrambled that's, by now. Brad, that's not nice. Oh, I'm sorry. Guy had four concussions last year. Yeah, but. That we know of. That's a Now serious, he's out there making it rain. Good for him. injuries. Yeah, that's why, that's what I, that's why I said it. <laughs> that's my point. Uh, last thing here. The negotiating window for Major League teams to attempt to acquire Japanese star pitcher Yoshinobu Yamamoto is expected to start Tuesday, a source told ESPN's Buster Only today. So that's great. The Cardinals will have their their guy on Tuesday, it looks like, right? No, probably not. That's where these uh, conversations start. Now, Lars Newbar is already having some of those conversations on the golf course. Yeah, he is. So, that is good. Way to go. Lars. You know, it, it could be something uh, to talk about at some point, but there is like, and you and I were having this conversation a little bit in the office earlier when it comes to Yamamoto. He's going to get paid. Um, we both took the over on the over/under deal of two hundred and three million over. I believe it was a seven-year deal. Like he, and he's twenty-five years old. Um, so wherever he goes, he's going to make life-changing money. He's going to be good to go. And obviously, the market is going to allow other things. You go to New York, you go to L.A., they're going to be able to offer things off the field that St. Louis probably can't offer. But there is something to be said with, like, creature comforts, too. Mm-hmm. Like, having a friend. Like, I, I saw this study. I forget exactly where it was. But, like, people that have what they consider to be, like, one of their best friends at work are, like, 70% more productive than people that don't have a good friend at work. Okay. Maybe there is something to the buddy system, Anthony. Can you maybe send that to Yamamoto? Yeah. No, I could. I mean, like I said, Newt. And then yeah. maybe Newt could hand that over. I think that could put... And all. I think that that could put the Cardinals over the top. Yes, yes, it's worth it. It's like this was a study from yeah. somewhere, some business something dot com org org dot org. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, Mark Andrews also out for the year. So, 
Do you think that that, real quick, how big of a deal is that Mark Andrews has been the most trusted weapon that yep. Lamar Jackson has had? It is a significant but, deal, but when you got Isaiah Likely behind you. Anthony, Isaiah Likely, he's not nothing. Correct. He had big a big game player. You know, he had a big game. Whoa. Was it a Thursday? It was. It was a Thursday night game. In Tampa last okay. year, he had a couple of touchdowns, couple of couple of tutties. So, when Mark Andrews got hurt, there you so go. maybe Isaiah fine. likely saves the day. He'll be fine. Yep, happened before. Who are we going to learn about in the NFL this Sunday? Could be a player, could be a team. We'll take a look at that next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's a fast lane on 101 ESPN. Brad Thompson, Andrew Marsh, Anthony Stalter. 504, your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. I'm going to throw out some matchup, guys. Matchups. Okay. You tell me who we're going to learn more about. It could be the team or it could be a certain player. So who are we going to learn more about this Sunday in the NFL? Why don't we start off in... Why don't we start off in San Francisco, where the 49ers are hosting the Bucks at 3.05. Who do we find out more about in this in this game? Or do we find I out about anything? Find, I think that we get reaffirmed that the 49ers like... Or juggernaut with Debo Samuel? Yeah, they're... They're way better than the Bucks. Like that was a funny thing as I was going through. I, I was making sure, Anthony, that I had my picks in for the one-on-one ESPN pickup nice challenge. Which again, you can get in on this weekly. You might be thinking to yourself, ah oh, man, we're late. It's week eleven. I can't get in on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can. All you gotta do is just go to the website, go to one one ESPN.com, and there you can sign up weekly. There is a winner and you win all kinds of great stuff. Yeah. Uh but I was I was going through some of the picks. Boy, there were not that many intriguing matchups. There's some bigger lines how about this one how about the sunday night game vikings broncos so this one uh well i think there's a couple um do we find out more about joshua dobbs or if the broncos are, are piecing things together under sean payton i think that we find out more about the broncos and and payton that's where i'm at because it looks sometimes it did not start out the way that they wanted to over there we all know the abysmal season that russell wilson had last year and all that equity that sean payton had built up over uh, over the years in new orleans mm-hmm. that equity stays in new orleans right like that you don't just get carry over it's not residual like wow well, we love him too because of all those games he won over there yeah no you haven't done anything yet here in this new spot except for take a lot of money mm-hmm. so i i think that we've seen this team get better and the broncos are actually an example of a team that are taking steps in the right direction like kind of the way it's supposed to go during right. a season as opposed to some teams like you look at the bills are a good example of a team where you look at them we'll talk about them in a second but they're they're a team yes first like you're supposed to be ascending right now so i think that is going to be the biggest key even it's even though it's dobbs leading the vikings instead of Kirk cousins i think you've got a chance to learn a lot about sean payton russell wilson and the broncos that's where i'm at marsh I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. I said last week when we mentioned the Vikings and the Saints, I think we know what the Vikings are. Yeah. They're a team with a backup quarterback without their star wide receiver that has solid defense right now mm-hmm. and a good head coach that is helping 
guide their offense and they've been winning games like they're one of the oh, they are the hottest team in, in the NFL right now yeah um, the Broncos though they've been winning some games too and I think like what BT said things didn't really work well for them last year and the beginning of this year but they are they're piecing things together somehow some way they are so I think every single week from here on out I think we should keep a close eye on especially with with what happened last night so who knows? I mean, the, the, the AFC, in my opinion, at least the wild card is wide open right now. They could be a team that could could find themselves in the playoff spot. Anthony, I think there is a, a little intrigue, uh, and not that the, the Rams have not been good this year, but Stafford is supposed to be back this week, Correct. right? So you get Matt Stafford back against uh, the the uh, Seahawks, mm-hmm. who are in playoff contention. I don't even know what to think about the playoffs at this point, but what do you think that you can learn in that matchup? So I think we're going to find out more about the Seahawks. The Rams are 3-6, and six, but like you said, with, with Stafford, they, they certainly are it's a different. much different team. They didn't have them against Green Bay they lost 20 to 3 and wound up cutting Rippin right afterwards. They had him for part I think part part of the game or he played terribly against Dallas they got blown out. But typically when they have had Stafford they're a better team including in week 1 where the Rams went up to Seattle and blew them out. Yeah. I'm not a I, I'm not a big believer in Seattle. They're 6 and 3, but Geno Smith I think they've been fortunate with G, with the way that Geno Smith has played all year long. I, he he played he played well last week against Washington, but who hasn't? If you go into L.A. and you lay another egg, I think we find out more about the Seahawks team that they're closer to being that at like an average team. If you go in L.A. and you beat them, and you're seven and three, I don't know if I'm completely bought in at that point. But at seven and three, man, you're in, you're in a you're in the driver's seat. Uh, why don't we do the Monday night game too? Eagles Chiefs. Do we find out more about Kansas City or Philly? Oh, man. First of all, this, we're talking about intrigue. It's going to be great. I mean, this is, you don't very often get this, the rematch of the Super Bowl champions. You get it on Monday night in prime time. Um, to me, this is more of the Eagles. Like to, to see it. And when I say that, it's more Jalen Hurts to me. Yeah. Like, like do you, are you able to go on the road in that atmosphere and keep doing what you're doing. We know how good the he's Eagles are in the trenches. He does not look 100%. And which I appreciate that he's going out there and he's he's doing his thing. Yeah. Now, and with that being the case, we all know that the mobility is what kind of makes him as as great as he is, but mm-hmm. he's got tons of arm talent. Yeah. Can he use that against a secondary for the Chiefs? That's pretty solid. That's kind of where I'm at, the Kansas City defense. Yeah. The the Chiefs, they went out to Germany and beat the Dolphins 21 to 14 and Kansas I mean to hold that offense to only 14 points yeah. is 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 remarkable. I I think Kansas City is is one of the best defenses already right now in the in the league. But if you hold that offense Philly, uh if you hold that offense in check, there's no doubt now. They faced the Lions in week 1, held them to 21. We know that offense is good. Held Justin Herbert and the Chargers to 17. Uh, completely shut down Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars in week two, held him to nine. And again, the Dolphins to 14. So I think we learn, we continue to learn about this Kansas City defense. With that, Anthony, with the defense the, as good as it is for the Chiefs, is there something that holds them back? We were talking earlier in the show about the AFC at large. Mm-hmm. What is it about the Chiefs that maybe doesn't make you fully buy it? So they is have, it Taylor Swift? Uh, no, I think if she's there, I think yeah. Kansas City's the Super Bowl winner. They got a pretty good record with her there. Yeah, they're they're uh, they're undefeated. 
They are undefeated. As I would say, undefeated, yeah. Kansas City defense. Okay, so the defense has played well. The offensive line has played well. Patrick Mahomes has played has played well. Kelsey's a little bang, has been banged up, but he's been Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I think the thing holding the Chiefs back potentially is their lack of an outside the the numbers wide receiver. It didn't hurt him a year ago. They won the Super Bowl, but if if there's going to be one thing that is like, hey, we're still in this game somehow with Kansas City, I think it's that lack of that that go-to guy. Rishi Rice, the rookie, mm-hmm. is slowly developing. Maybe he will be that guy by the end of the year, but that would be the one thing that I would circle for Kansas City. What about the running game, too? I think the running game is really good. Andy Reid's going to freaking stick with it. Right. Andy Reid Andy gets bored with the run. I mean, that's that's just the book. It's always been the book on Andy Reid. He'll be getting, you know, Isaiah Pacheco will be getting four, five, six yards of carry. Chiefs will go right down the field, and Andy will get a little bored, start throwing the ball again because he's got Mahomes. That's what Andy does. That's what Andy does. That's why Eric Bieniemy said after throw, having Sam Howell throw the ball 482 times in one game, he said, Andy, be proud of me. Yeah, because he knows that Andy Reid just wants to chuck it. I think the running game is really good. I think Isaiah Pacheco is, real, is underrated for that matter, but Andy gets a little bored with that running game. Just for reference, Anthony, uh, the Chiefs need a – good receiver outside the numbers because that's they, important because they already have and everything you want else. to trade stefan Diggs away oh how about that Diggs to kc God, i'm quite sure he'd be happy there's no perfect way fit. the bills would do that perfect fit <laughs> <laughs> the one team they've been trying to build the beat and they trade their that's one of their best players. when everybody expects you to zag though. absolutely that is true all right it's fast on 101 espn let's do our sports six back next if you got a question for us 314-399-9646 is the air comfort service tax line send your questions there we'll address them next in the sports six pack we're right back to the fast lane podcast presented by dobbs tire and auto centers on 101 espn it's time for the fast lane to answer your sports questions. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Asking me all these weird questions. Answer the question. Answer the question. Answer me. The sports six pack is refreshed by Maggie O'Brien's, your go-to Irish pub in St. Louis for over forty-two years. Time for the Sports Six Pack with Brad Thompson. I'm Anthony Stalter. Here's Andrew Marsh with your questions via the Air Comfort Service tax line at 314-399-9646. Question number one. All right, guys, from the 618BT, when your team was batting and the pitchers, a.k.a. you, yeah. are sitting watching the game from the bullpen, do you guys chirp or did you chirp at the outfielders of the other team? No, didn't chirp the outfielders. Oftentimes you end up, uh, you, you kind of know some of the guys, but no, no, no chirping generally. That, that, that would be kind of Bush League, wouldn't it? Yeah, kind of. Now, um, that being said, wouldn't chirp the outfielders, but would absolutely try to throttle them with pumpkin seeds. Like that mm. was always like a fun flicking those things. Mm-hmm. The amount of wasted product, really. <laughs> so pumpkin seeds, and then uh, we used to like chew up gum and then spit it up in the air and hit it with your hat as if it were a, a, like you were hitting. Nice. And you hit those things pretty far. Sure. Actually, and I had one where they had to delay the start of an inning because I accidentally let go of my hat and <laughs> flew onto the <laughs> no. field. Frowned upon. Um, and then uh, the the bubblegum wrappers, you can turn them into lawn darts, and then you fling them out oh, yeah. onto the field. And that was always a fun one to do from the dugout and see how close you could get it to the mound. 
promise you this, you can get it very close to the mound, and you probably shouldn't while someone's pitching. Wow. So no chirping, but always <laughs> just games. Every, basically everything else. Yeah, there's, uh, there's fun to be had. Yeah. That's impressive. Fair always enough. paying attention, though, and ready. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Question number two. They weren't calling for me. Big kids. All yeah, big dumb animal. <laughs> From the 636, just how big of a story is Cody Schrader at Mizzou? He's a, I mean, he's one, he's a great story, but now he's just he's just a he's just a big story overall. I mean, walks on D D2. Uh Leading the uh, SEC in rushing by a wide margin. Just dominated Tennessee. He's got a really good run de- defense. He's a great story. He should he should get some looks, I think, at the Heisman, quite frankly. I don't think he wins it, but I think he should get some looks. He was on the Pat McAfee show. He was on the opening drive today. Yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> it's on our station, Marsh. I was just saying, yeah, he was. To hell with Pat McAfee. I'm just saying you he was check on a out. nationally televised TV yeah, show. Randy could afford sleeves. You know? Exa- exactly. <laughs> Take that. I mean, come on. Um, it's no, a he's, great story. It's I, I love stories like that of guys that like weren't supposed to be the guy. And the blue chip player is always fun. You want your team to get as many of those as you can. But mm-hmm. when you have a, somebody that walks on that obviously has that that motivation, that chip on their shoulder, and just continues to work, and then you see the success. Yeah. To me, there, there's nothing better. Than he, that. He's the example, right? He's yep. the he's the guy that's like, oh, you know, hey, this is somebody that wasn't uh, highly recruited, but he stuck with it. He he knew what his goals were. He had intention. To every practice and every game, and now look what he's accomplished. It's great, dude. Not not afraid to work, right? And exactly. There, I I, I can't guarantee because I don't I don't know him, but I would bet he's been asked to do a lot of things over the years, and maybe different jobs that weren't necessarily the one that he wanted to do. And mm-hmm. I, I'm guessing he was just a yes sir kind of guy. I'm yes. sure. Hey, can you do that? Yes. Yep. Yeah, I can do that. And then knowing that when you continue to work, you're going to get the opportunities that you you want. To right. It, to build off your point, Brad, he wasn't saying he wasn't pouting. Right. He wasn't pouting because he didn't get his opportunities or whatever. He, he knew at 5'9 and, you know, 215 pounds, he wasn't going to get the same look. So he made it happen for himself. I think it's fantastic. Question number three. From the 618, if you could go back in time and see any game live, but only one game, what would you see? One game live. Anthony, would you pick the... No, Brad, I wouldn't. <laughs> no. You wouldn't pick the Super Bowl with your Falcons? No. Get a chance to see that in person? No. Nope. Would you pick the first half and then never have another memory? Yes. Yeah, if I could if I could do the first half and then have, you know, my memory wiped, yes. Wow. Because I'd be really so, happy. Um. Like full on like Homerism here, and and like I, I got to live through being a part of a, a world championship team in in '06. But I would I would love to be there for the atmosphere at Bush Stadium during 2011. So that game six, yeah, I would love to be there for that. As as we've joked about plenty of times, I watched that game and I watched it in Spanish in the Dominican Republic. Had a little bit different call as I was playing winter ball there. I would love to have been around that atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great one. Brett Marsh, were you there? No. Weren't you in one of one of those games? I went to the I went to the 2006 when they when they won. Yeah, so I saw Brad. Brad. I, got, I, I saw you? Brad celebrate. I was ten years old. Ten years old. Nice. Golly. Ten uh, years old. 
10 years old. Makes me feel old. You know what? You know what game recently that I would have loved to be there, and and maybe some in our audience were was there the the uh, thirteen second game, the Bills and Chiefs playoff game. Mm. Oh. I mean, what an epic finish! Unless you're a Bills fan, of course. Yeah. But th- I think that would be at Arrowhead. You think the Bills are gonna are gonna win this thing, and then the Chiefs do that? Remarkable. I would have loved to have been at the Miracle on Ice game. That'd be great. Certainly. That'd have been sweet. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of great choices. What's the most memorable memorable game you were at live as a fan? Ooh. I would say the Appalachian State upset over Michigan. That's right. You were there. That one was, I mean, that, that's one that everybody, it was like the first massive upset in college football. Not the first. It's pretty you know what I mean. neat to be there for those events yeah i I realize like going to a sporting event it's crazy expensive now Mm -hmm. and like bringing a family to a sporting event is crazy expensive and and there are times where you wonder like why why am i paying for this you just never know what you might see you never know like that you could be there for a no hitter or a cycle or a four home run day or a huge upset Mm -hmm. and it's a memory you might end up having forever or fans or, or disco demolition. Or players going into the stands. Or players going into the stands. Anthony, you were there for beating, that too. Beating up uh, yeah. fans that deserved it. Probably. Mm-hmm. So are you asking like memorable game as yeah. in like the game itself was or the most like if memorable I, game for me? No, no, no. Memorable game. If I say if I say Appalachian State, Michigan, yeah. like the majority of the people know what I'm talking about. Like for you, I was there. Like what? Uh, probably game seven against the Dallas Stars. Of a Stanley Cup run. Okay. So the Pat Maroon game? The Pat Maroon right. game. Great. That's probably, I mean, I can't think of any uh, another one off the that's top of my head one. right now. No, so that's probably up there. That's a great one. Now, BT, you had front row for uh, the, was it game six or seven? In New York. NLCS. Yeah, that's Santa? that's honestly, that's still the most memorable game. <laughs> yeah. I was there, uh, you know, I was, I was on the team for the Pujols home run against Lidge. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Um, yeah. And obviously winning the World Series, that's the pinnacle. But during that run, that Game 7 at Shea with Wayno striking out Beltron, I mean, that's... Were you guys behind the wall when... I was right behind Andy Chavez's Andy Chavez. glove. Right behind his glove. Wow. Like this, ready to catch it. Unbelievable. Yeah, me and Tyler Johnson right there. Oh, oh here it is! Oh, what? what happened? What is it? Where's the ball? What? Who caught it? Who is that? <laughs> Superhero? <laughs> I think the coolest game, now that I think about it, I was really young, but it was game four of the 04 World Series when the Red Sox broke the curse. I was at that game. So that's, that's probably Well, I know it's a terrible memory, but like for a sports yeah, memory, that's right. probably up there. Yeah. I, I understand why you brought it up. I just don't like that you brought it up. You know? I, I mean, I get it. You know, the Rose Bowl between Texas and USC oh, is one of the best game. college football games I ever watched For on sure. TV. You know, that would be one that'd be great. That would be a real... Uh, that would be my choice, actually. Vince Young. That would be awesome. Yeah. Reggie Bush. Good. We get a ton of great text messages into the uh, the text line here. 314-399-9646. Uh, somebody uh, picked the uh, the game. Oh, gosh darn it. I lost it. Uh, the, the uh, what's it called? The hockey game at Bush Stadium. 
Oh, the Winter Classic. Oh, thank classic. you, Winter yeah. Classic. Somebody That's a great one. that one. I lost mm-hmm. it. Uh, the 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 uh, record-breaking home run of Mark McGuire. Okay. Another one to end up. Brad, you were at Albert Pujols's seven hundred. Yeah, seven hundred one. Was in L.A. Yeah, right there in you were there. Los Angeles mm-hmm. when yes. he hit it. Yeah, for sure. You're on the broadcast. I was a broadcaster at the time. <laughs> Now, at the time of those two home runs, I happened to be a broadcaster who had the day off because of Apple TV. Mm. But but you were there, though. I was there at my hotel watching oh. on my Apple iPad because I knew that mm. no bar or restaurant would have Apple TV. Right. <laughs> That's That sucks. That was Greg Ambiziger's uh, fault. Greg called that. Yeah, he, he picked did. that date. He didn't picked he? that date. He picked every yeah mm. yeah just an awful thing that yeah. Greg did to St. Louis fans. Probably stole it from Anthony. Probably yep. Mm-mm-mm. Question number four from the five seven three. Oakland has lost the Warriors, the Raiders, and now the A's. With lack of fan support being a key component of all three, has this ever happened before to a city? Why is Oakland unable to support these teams? Because Oakland hasn't been trying. Those teams have not been trying. The A's have not been trying to win. The Raiders, I mean, I guess kind of. The Raiders, I guess, have been trying. I don't think the Raiders lacked for fan support at all. It sure has not seemed like that. No. Um, you get a city that, as Dan Dan McLaughlin was with us yesterday, a city that has a, a difficult time passing certain laws, you know, certainly with stadiums and things like that in, yeah. in California. The the teams have had a lot of issues with the city. The city has had a lot of issues with the team, and I think the fans are the victims. Just like just like here in St. Louis, if you just looked at it and say, ah, oh, they didn't support the Rams, you're 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 missing it. It's a straw man argument. You're not focused on what what really happened here in St. Louis. And I think if we say that same thing, like, oh, the the fans out, no, are you telling me A's fans wouldn't support that team if they were trying? There's no way. The A's have a, a, a great fan base. They really do. The Raiders had a great fan base in, in Oakland. Yeah, and I, I don't know the answer to this, uh, but I would assume, too, because, I mean, you're fighting, obviously, against San Francisco teams mm-hmm. for eyeballs and dollars. But a lot of that corporate money, too, that, that keeps things afloat is probably, probably going a yeah, different direction. Good call. Yep. Question number five. From the 314, where do the fast lane guys stand on Christmas music and decorations before Thanksgiving? I always, every year uh, on Black Friday, get the Christmas Christmas tree stuff out. That's kind of my my date for that. Okay. Get the kids. We got one smaller tree out front that I let the kids, hey, have at it. They can they can decorate it any way they want. And then the bigger one in the family room, I'll typically do that with the kids' help. Uh, but it's always Black Friday. It's always the day after Christmas. Or, excuse me, day after Thanksgiving. Where are you at with Christmas music? Fine. Around the holidays, like part, like if you got a, a party and you want some background music, I'm good with. I'm, I'm typically not listening to Christmas music driving to work. So uh, I, I never choose to listen to it. Christmas music is already playing in my house, though. Oh, so, really? Already. It's, we're not even at Thanksgiving. Pre-Thanksgiving. Right after Halloween. Wow. No, like, it, I can't. It is on. I can't. Yeah, the kids it, like it. It's disrespectful they to the turkey. In. Is it? Yeah. 
I They'll mean, tell you. Tom Turkey's get, not, not mad about that. So, off. yeah. Uh, the decoration, I, I am generally with you. If not the Friday, it's that next weekend yeah. usually. Um, although this year we, we are going to be hosting Thanksgiving. But the original plan, we weren't going to be. And I told my wife, I, I go, hey, instead of like the hustle and bustle of like right after, if you guys want to decorate early, let me know so I can just knock it out. I got free time, Anthony. That's true. I got some time. Yeah. So I can uh, I can do that. But generally it's that next weekend. But my family loves Christmas music and they have beaten me over the head with it. So if the kids are enjoying it, yeah, if right. the wife's enjoying it, I'm in my ear with my AirPods and I listen to books. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, I'm not going to push back on that because if the kids are happy, it's it's really hard to take away their happiness. That will happen later on, but you're not going to do that Life when you're younger. Life will do that to them. Life will do it. Plenty. I can't say I go out of my way to turn on Christmas music. It just, if it's there, hey, we're rocking and rolling, right? Yeah. You know, it's the holiday season, But baby. you're not seeking it out. I'm not seeking it out. Right. Where are you at with, uh, in, in terms of Christmas music, Baby It's Cold Outside? It's one of my favorites. Well, apparently there's a baby lot of... Baby, it's cold out there. There's a lot of uh, stuff going on in that That's one, right? That's what they say. Yeah. There's like innuendo or yeah. outdo or in and out though. Mm. But mm. I, I think hey, it's if you like it, wholesome, you like it. Yeah. I, it's cold outside. You don't, have to, you don't have to go too deep with that. No. No cabs to be had out there, Anthony. Have you heard Will Ferrell sing it in Elf? So good. Ah, what a voice. Mm. Yeah. yeah. He he. Uh, that was a duet. Yeah. Sure was. Sure was. I forget What's her name. What's her name? name. <laughs> it's, uh, is it, <laughs> that is Zoe it's one of the Deschanel. Deschanel. Okay. Mm-hmm. Boy, that good good movie. That Great Elf. Great movie. Mm-hmm. Probably my favorite Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Is it? If we're going to be honest. Okay. Buddy the Elf and Jack Christmas. That's solid. Getting it done <laughs> this holiday. There you go. Good. If you have no idea what Jack Christmas is, you need to go back to listen to that <laughs> podcast around that four o'clock yeah. time. It's gauntlet. You may, you may hear a lot in that uh, that gauntlet. All right, we got build your sleeper team next. We'll tell you the results and also, hey, we also need a new fader follow contestant, right? Yeah. yeah, he faded us last week. I feel bad for him. He faded us. That's I don't. Stupid. He followed us for four weeks, didn't he? He followed us for four weeks. What was your off the like mark play? What did you- I said Steelers. Steelers. Steelers minus three against the Packers last week, and he says I don't trust the Steelers, which I don't blame him. But that also means you're putting your faith behind the Packers. It's hard to be a Packer backer. Exactly. Right now, absolutely. So that's too bad. But we do need a new fader follow contestant. So if you want to text in 314 399 9646, text in the word fade, you'll have an opportunity to uh, play FanDuel's fader follow. But build your sleeper team is next. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. Brad Thompson, Anthony Stalter, Andrew Marsh. And before we build our sleeper teams for week 11 in the NFL, Marsh, how did we do last week? All right. In third place, me. Oh, I was terrible. Marshy. Again, You're 20 on the podium, though. That's bronze. Well, Brad, there's only three of us. Uh, 25.36 points. I had Will Levis, who. Only had 5.96, George Pickens 7.5, and Jerome Ford 11.9. So not a lot for me. However, in first place, I believe this might be the most points we have received 
all year long. Didn't even pick his team, Jamie Rivers. Oh, no. You we picked, picked for him? We picked, we for, picked him. for him. We're oh, that's job, boys. That yeah. stinks. 55.62 points. Baker Mayfield, 18.32. David Montgomery, 17.6. Tyler Boyd, 19.7. Anthony, you weren't too far behind. You had 43.18. Mm. You had Sam Howell, who had 24.18. Jalen Warren, 19 points on the dot. And Jahan Dodson. He screwed me. Big goose egg. Yeah. Zero. Oh, that ah. hurts a little bit. Ugh. All right. Well, we're on to Cincinnati. Here we go. BT. You have honors, and it doesn't have to be the quarterback first. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver. That's all we're doing. Oh, okay. Uh, So I can pick whatever. So this is one where I need to like pick one that I don't think that you guys are gonna take, or Uh, I do think you you might take. Yeah, exactly. All right. Yeah. I have a question. Sure. Can I pick a quarterback that's won a Super Bowl? Are you picking Matthew Stafford? Yeah. No. Can I pick him? I I would say yes, based on Marshall coming back off injury, right? Yeah. I I would I would. Yeah. Is this the first good. time all year, too, that Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup are going to be on the field at the same time? Because I know that Cooper Cup is a little bit banged no, up early. Uh, also. Cooper Cup, him, he played with Stafford against Arizona. I think they had a, two games. Now, Cooper all Cup right. would not be a sleeper, but well, I'll give either, you Matt Stafford. Yeah, yeah, we'll uh, either way, Stafford. I'm going to go Matthew Stafford as the guy here. Okay. They're, they're facing against the Seahawks. We talked about this game a little bit earlier. I know that the record there for the Rams is not a good one, but mm-hmm. um, being at home healthy with uh, Cooper Cup there, I like his chances to put up some points. Alright, good call. Now, Marsh, would you like to go next, or would you like to go back-to-back picks? No, you go next. I, right. I have to find a new quarterback now. Alright. I'm gonna go Jordan Love. I'm gonna go Jordan Love against the Chargers. You may be thinking to yourself, why that? Why Why Love? He stinks. Have you seen the Chargers defense? Terrible. Terrible is right. Terrible. We are going sleeper style. And Jordan Love, I think, played one of his better games last week. He was, uh, and that was that was a difficult matchup against Pittsburgh as well. So he's had three really good matchups this year. This would be one of them with against the Chargers. Twenty three points, twenty point three points, and seventeen point six points in those three games. So when the matchup is right, Jordan Love has been productive. So Jordan Love is my first pick. Marsh, you can go back to back here, kid. So is Jameis Winston starting this week? He should. I can't. I can't roll the dice like that. I can't do it. But he's uh, actually. You know what? He's not because the Saints aren't playing. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah, they're on by. Oh, you can. Man. I, I'll allow it. I don't know how BT feels, but I'll allow you to take Jameis Winston. You don't want. You know, I, I don't, don't like, like what you it. guys are doing. I don't like it, Anthony. But it's your show, as you've. Thank you, bro. You've said a lot. So mm-hmm. yeah. I'm glad you got that memo again. Go ahead and do it. Man, these quarterbacks stink. <laughs> I'm going to go with Aiden O'Connell. Hey, that's yeah, guy. Aiden. He'll be trailing, so. Yeah, I he'll like the to, game script. Yeah, he'll have to. He's going to be fine. This is going to be one of those breakout games. We're like, that's where This is when Aiden O'Connell becomes a household name. Interesting. Okay, yeah. Uh, I like your optimism. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I, well, wait until it happens. Um, all right, Marsh, go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to take Jalen Warren. I know you were probably going to take him, so I'm going to take him back because I had him earlier in the year. I was not going to take Jalen Warren. I was going to take Ty Chandler. I was going to take Ty the Chandler. Vikings because your guy, okay. Alexander Matson likely out against Denver. He is Isaiah likely out. Yeah, so uh, Ty Chandler in a good spot. 
Sunday night against Denver. Yeah, that is a good pick. He should be the RB1 there. So, uh, BT, you get you get your two selections here, and I know you're probably scrambling a little bit for the for the RB. You think I'm scrambling for the RB? You're, you're prepared. <laughs> Can I go with my receiver first? Yeah, of course. Good. I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Romeo Dobbs uh, nice. for the same reason that you took Jordan Love mm-hmm. as your quarterback. I'm gonna go Romeo Dobbs as my receiver. The secondary sucks Terrible. for the Chargers, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that he's gonna end up putting up some big points. Can I pick Devin Singletary? Yes. Oh, yeah. See, yeah. I mean, he's not. He'd be the guy in Houston now. Yeah, no, he's no, no, not no. He'd a, be a, a big. I'm going to pick Devin Singletary. That's a good as call. My guy. I did like your uh, Ty Chandler. He did have the 45 yards of the touchdown last time out. Yes, sir. But you know, this game sucks where people take your people. Right. I'm going to go Devin Singletary so, as my running back. So, Brad, you know what's interesting? You took Romeo Dobbs. I'm going to take Jaden Reed. Really? Of Green Bay. Well, I was flipping between the two. Throw it all over the yard. So, one, one of us probably going to have. It's probably be Christian Watt, Watson then. Good. Yeah. So they're just mm-hmm. gonna lose and not score. Probably. All right, so that's uh yeah, that's my team. Jordan Love, Ty Chandler, Jaden Reed. Marsh, your final play. Oh man. I mean, this guy is not a sleeper by any means. You can't take Devontae. Oh, I'm Adams. sorry, I'm sorry. He is a sleeper now. He's been asleep while his team's been playing, and that is Calvin Ridley, your favorite player. I picked him a couple weeks ago. You did. I think he might have think... got one point. Yeah, I don't think he did well. Tried hard. <laughs> I am going Got to take him good effort. hoping he does something. <laughs> okay. All right. There you go. There's Build Your Own Sleeper. We're going to do a very quick fade or follow next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's time for FanDuel Fade or Follow on the Fast Lane. Brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Everyone follow us. I'll fade. I'll fade. Money, 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 money. All right, time for FanDuel's Fade or Follow here in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN with Brad Thompson and Andrew Marsh from Anthony Stalter. We welcome in Lewis, who's our latest contestant for Fade or Follow. What's up, Lewis? What's going on, boys? I hope uh, Fade or Follow has nothing to do with the Blues because I already lost the house yesterday. I'm looking at the car. No, well, let's get that back then. Yeah, yeah. got to get here it back. Go. There's only one way to get the house back. Yeah, absolutely. Um, exactly. You're going to win. Florida, Mizzou, tomorrow night. So no no Blues game. We're going to take the over, 57.5. Florida's given up, uh, what did Bradford say on the road? 38.5 points, I think, on the road this year. Mizzou hasn't scored under 30 at home. So this one should be a shootout. Uh, over 57.5 is our fade or follow play. Would you like to fade us or follow us, Lewis? You know, uh, I play high school football with Cody Schrader. I'm going to go ahead and follow that because nice. my man's going for 100 plus rushing yards and at least two touchdowns. Okay, yes, there dude. we go. Nice. You can yes. root for you can root for Cody. You can root for Mizzou, and you can root for a bunch of points. So that sounds uh, that sounds good. And then you get 50 bucks of FanDuel's money, and then you can come back next week if you win, Lewis. Sounds like a plan. I plan on being here. Good man. All right, we plan on calling you next week. Thanks for playing. All right. Thank you, guys. Enjoy your weekend. You too. Thank you. I'm so excited he's going to get his house back. I know. Right. That's good. I don't know if $50 from FanDuel covers it, but it's it's a start. Yeah, you just keep going. Oh, you put that into a PD parlay, though, Anthony. That's true. Yeah. Get about a 12-legger. We can build this thing up real quick for him. Yeah, we can. Mm -hmm. All right. You want to read the disclaimer again, or 
We're, are we okay? Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAM. There you mm. go. All right, Marsh. Uh, actually, first before we do that, Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Yeah, that's where you can find the uh, the podcast. That's if correct. You missed anything? There we go. Yeah, from today's show. I, so I put Marsh on the spot there. Yeah, download the podcast one hundred one ESPN dot com or your one hundred one ESPN mobile app. That's the podcast. What do we got for? Criticisms and compliments. Yeah, from the 314, wait, that time Marsh went to the restroom and missed the rest of the show wasn't real. <laughs> no, it was not. I mean, part of it probably was. Maybe. Chance I'm sure you went to the bathroom at I some point during that did. day. Quick little Deuce McAllister, but we yeah. made it seem like you were in there for quite some time. The whole show we made it sound like. Oh, I was listening to the show <laughs> on my way to wherever I was going, and all I hear... Part the doctor after being in the... <laughs> Probably. Yeah. So long. All I hear is you guys talking about my, my bowel movements. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, it that's good. fake. Meet uh, going poop in the back of the women's basketball that bus. That was real. That's real. Yeah. So that was real. Mine was fake. Mm-hmm. Uh, last one here uh, from the 314. Anthony really seems to be extra critical today since the Sharks beat the Blues last night. Why would I be critical? I don't know. You just you were very confident. Like you walked into the office today and you said, told you. Told you. It's exactly what you said being a shark. Mm-hmm. I said, no, here's lunch, guys. Thank you, Brad, for lunch. That, that was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. It was delicious. Yeah, it was absolutely delicious. All right, everybody have a great weekend. Thank you for listening. BT will be back with us next week. I think Tuesday is Tuesday. your day. For See Brad Thompson Tuesday. and Andrew Marsh, I'm Anthony Stalter. See ya. You've been listening to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.